Ah, welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to Retro and Limb Live. 28 streams later, and we had the special Retro and Limb introduction there. I hope you liked it, because that's the first time it's ever been played on this stream. After 28 streams, we finally got it right. Anyway, we are still going. 28 streams after the zombie ap apocalypse. And to celebrate, we're going to bring you this special Retro and Limb Radio Network Night. We're going to host two back-to-back -back shows right here at youtube.com slash retro and limb live. And the first is going to be Desert Island Games Live from 8 till 10. That's British time. And the second is going to be, oh, it's the long-awaited second edition of Dave and Yakim. And that's after an hour's break at 11 p.m. So, without further ado, I shall henceforth pass you over to your first host for the evening, it's Mr. Desert Island Games himself, John Latimer. Well, thank you, Harold. Looking forward to the David Yakum show later on. Make sure you tune in for that at 11 o'clock. But in the meantime, welcome to Desert Island Games, a very special edition live on the Retro on One live stream for the first time ever. And guess what, you lucky people? Tonight is two for one. We have two guests on tonight. And the second word cast will be on later on, but our first cast away tonight is Mr. Stuart Brand, Mr. Shaq Fu. Welcome to the show. Hi. <laughs> Hi, you two. How you doing? And uh, hello to the, uh, the internet radio channel that this is going to go out on later, I assume. Yes, the Retro Online Radio Network. Yeah, if you're listening. And... Uh, Hi to YouTube and the live stream for now, and all the other people who are watching this later. And hello to our iTunes listeners. All two of you. <laughs> <laughs> Stu, you seem to be in a photograph. Yeah, this is a postcard. Because <laughs> obviously I've been uh, cast away on an island somewhere, and uh, this is a postcard sent out in the newspaper to say, have you seen me? Because uh, I'm no longer around, apparently. I just thought of that on the spot. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you for coming on to the show um, at fairly short notice. Um, it's great to have you on as one of the red legends of Retro on One. Who, me? Yes. Oh, thanks. <laughs> well, you're the guy that um, kind of runs the website and does all that stuff. Uh, that's the, runs maybe not such a good word. Um, <laughs> I've I've uh, I put it up. Well, I put it up with the. I gave the uh, the the tools. Stephen really put it up, and uh, I've just got it sitting up there in cyberspace at the moment, uh, chugging away. <laughs> yeah. Right. So you're going to be cast away on a desert island. How do you think you would survive on a desert island? What are your survival skills like? Um. Gosh. Okay. Uh. Pretty good, I would uh, say. Uh. Until I run out of tinned curry, uh, and then maybe not so good. Trying to find coconuts fishing, <laughs> if I had a fishing mod. <laughs> I don't know, to be honest. It uh, probably wouldn't last very long, is uh, the honest answer. You could so, knock, down, knock down a few trees and build some shelves. Yeah, yeah. As long as I've got the tools, I can do the job. But uh, maybe not with uh, not many trees being knocked down with spoons. You know, if I've got the right tools. 
How do you think you would cope with the loneliness of being on an island yourself? Absolutely fine. Uh, no problem at all. I'm, I'm quite happy with people, social. I'm also happy just being on my own like I am right now, apart from camera. <laughs> <laughs> Brilliant. So the concept of the show is basically, well, it's a rip-off of Desert Island Discs, the Radio 4 show, where you get to pick eight records, but in this you get to pick eight games. Usually retro, but we can be in the rules sometimes. <laughs> hmm. And you also get to pick one book and one watch rate item, hmm. which we'll get to later on. So we'll get to the first game without any further ado. And this is a bit when I don't have the list in front of me. I think you picked. Do, do, do. I've got the list if you want to say it. Yeah, watch your I can say it, you can say it. Yeah, as soon as my iPad shuts down with my notepad on it, you can see the first one. Okay, so the first game is Duke Nukem 3D, PC edition. So, why Duke Nukem 3D and not kind of one of the first ones? What, what's significant about the 3D version for you? Uh, well, I never even knew the first ones existed. It, my first taste of uh, Duke Nukem, which doesn't sound very nice, is uh, the 3D uh, edition for the PC. It was, uh, while... When I was at college, uh, so back back to 1995, but for so a lot of people, that's probably a long time ago now. I don't know, how many years is that? 15, 19, 19 years. Oh, gosh. No, yeah. it can't be. can't be. 15, 90, 95? 15, 15 years takes you up to 2010, then you add four onto that. Yeah. Hang on. Let, let's not look silly live on air. Let's... Uh, let's, let's <laughs> Let's make sure we're all prepared before we come on. <laughs> well, I've been, been doing mathematics all day in my job, um, but that's probably why I've got it wrong. <laughs> if, if it's 2015 and it was 1995, that's 20 years. Yes. Jesus. Yeah. And how, all that, does that, how old does that make me? I thought I was only 25. Obviously not. If it's any constellation, I'm even older. <laughs> yeah. No, I, I am actually 35, but... Um, yeah, so there you go. Two, uh, 1995 was my first taste of uh, Duke Nukem on the PC. Um, and, yeah, played it to death. Knew every single secret, every single level, and uh, even created my own levels because there was a, a level editor with it as well. Oh. And, uh, yeah, absolutely phenomenal game. Loved it. Loved the humour. Uh and all the action and the aliens and saving the babes and all the weapons. Yeah, it's uh, an absolutely brilliant game and well recommended, you know, if you get a chance to play it. It's a bit difficult to play nowadays because, well, it depends what you're used to. Mm. Now, nowadays, you've got a lot of strafing going on. And with the PC version, it's it, it, strafing really wasn't a thing then, even though... Um, you know, it's, it's obviously it seems natural now that you strafe left and right and then look, but uh, it's it's a bit more difficult to do with um, with Duke Nukem 3D. But uh, apart from and the looking up and down business as well, because you don't look up and down with the mouse, you look up and down with the keyboard. So you're pressing you're pressing the keys to yeah. to look up and to look down rather than just just the natural what you would feel natural with the mouse. It's, it's really it's really a, a, a keyboard game. You wouldn't even really use, um, like Doom, like the old Doom. Yeah. You know, it's 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 almost unnatural to use the mouse with that type of game. 
Um, even though nowadays you, you wouldn't live without the mouse, you know, it's almost point and click. With that, you had to, yeah, look yeah. left and right, look up and down. But, uh, yeah, a really good game, really good game. What did you think, or, and have you even played even uh, the latest Jutnikum game that came out a couple of years ago? Uh, yeah, I've got it. I've got it on the 360. Um, I have to say, uh, I liked the idea of the game that, that it had been remade, but I didn't like how they had implemented it. With the original Duke Nukem 3D, you uh, had a, an open world map, you could almost call it. There were no limits to where you could go within the design of the map. So you, you, the very first level, you start off outside a cinema and you can go into the cinema, you can go into the, the, you know, the actual cinema screen where all the seats are, you can go up into the projector booth, you can go into the toilets, you can go anywhere you want and there was multiple pathways to get uh, around the map. With the new Duke Nukem, uh, I think the, the term is, is linear, is that the word? I don't yeah, know. I think it is. Yeah. Yeah. And basically, there is a set path, a set path with set triggers, and you must follow that path, or you will not progress in the game. Um, once you get to a certain point, you can't go back. You can only go uh, in in the direction that has been set before you. It's a very straight line. Where the old Duke Nukem. You had to go to one place and then you had to go to another place, like pick up a, a key card to open a red key card to open the red door, you know, blue like like the old Doom uh, games, and yeah. Y- yeah, it was very much almost like a maze, but you could keep coming back with yourself. Where the um, the new Duke Nukem, there was none of that. I mean, there was a little bit of it where I think he was in a remote controlled car because you had been shrunk. Uh, and you had to get back to the beginning of the level or something like that, I forget. That's how much attention I paid to the game because of this feeling of, you know, you're just walking forward and holding your hand the whole way. It's like, this is the thing I hate about new games. It's, it's you know, there's arrows to say, go here, and, and you go there. Right, we're going to save, and now we're going to tell you a story, and we're going to read what's on the screen, and then now you can go here. And we're going to tell you another bit of the story, and and it's just like new new modern games single player, are just are so poor in comparison. If a game needs to constantly explain itself and constantly tell you how to get from one point to another, then they've done a bad job on the game. It's as simple as that. Where Duke Nukem, you start off, <laughs> you start off, and the most you know is, damn, they've sh- I'm going to kill those aliens for shooting up my ride. And that's it. That's the. That's all you get. <laughs> but that's all you need because you know you need to kill the aliens, and and you go along. You find the girls. Hey, I've saved another babe. Right. I guess I'm I'm meant to be saving the girls as well. And and you just go through the level. There's no help. It doesn't tell you where to go. You need to figure it out. And some of it is quite complicated. Like you have to know. Well, not know, but discover that you have to blow up a wall to be able to get through the wall to find the ending of the game. You know that sort of thing where. Modern games, no. It's it's constantly saving in case you die. I mean, it's not Duke Nukem. There's none of that. You, if you, you die, you start at the beginning. You don't you don't get a checkpoint. There's no such thing as a checkpoint. You you die. <laughs> cool. You know. Yeah. So, I've, got, 
a lot of games these days are kind of interactive stories, I think, more than anything else. Yeah, you're absolutely right. If it came out on a Blu-ray and you can choose what happens next in the film, that's basically what you're playing with, with modern games. Yeah. Because, and it doesn't matter how many times you die, you, you're going to start off like five seconds before where you were anyway, and you get another go. Yeah. <laughs> that's modern games. Totally. We've already got some comments on the stream. Okay. Uh, our esteemed leader is saying, good evening, who is your daddy and what does he do? Hmm. To which Snowbug replied, he watches Retro on one live to exclusive shows. <laughs> um, and Smoothie and Jay's in the room, uh, showing support. Thank you, Malk. Hello. <laughs> and we'll get Nettie Videos game did who says, hello. Hello. <laughs> Hi, Chief. <laughs> Psycho Stalker's in the room. Um, hello. <laughs> he said that he's bought a Jersey Devil on PS1 from CAEX, which came with a spare manual. If anyone wants it, there you go. <laughs> oh, something I noticed today, uh, passing crack converters on on the window, big advert. We now we now accept retro games, uh, Sega, Mega Drive, uh, SNES. So they're trying to cash in on that now. Yeah. yeah. Whereas before they weren't advertising. Well, I don't even think they were accepting retro stuff. But uh, yeah. Yeah. I've always wondered why CEX don't dabble in that market. It's a bit strange. PlayStation Two, maybe I think they have may have some. Oh yeah. But play- apart from that, GameCube. There's a couple, but yeah. Uh, they do PSP as well. I think that's quite an older system. Yeah, but yeah, they should, they should. Anyway, um, great choice there for your first pick. And your next one, I believe, is Mario Kart 64. Well, it was Mario Kart in general, but I just went with the 64 because uh, I don't even know why I went with the 64, to be honest. It was... Um, I said, really, I suppose it was, it was the... Uh, well, it's any Mario Kart. They're all the same. I'm not, I'm not even going to lie. They're all the same. I mean, you've got things like Double Dash, I think, was on the GameCube, which, you know, where you could swap between your characters. But um, Mario Kart 64, I remember it because it had uh, it had Mario 64 elements to it, like the castle in the background. I think you could even drive up to the castle uh, and drive around it, you know, from Mario 64, uh, yeah. the game. But, um, but yeah... Uh, Mario Kart. <laughs> what, can, what more can you say? Uh, I think every, I think everybody's played a Mario Kart game at some point in their life. Yeah. Even me, who has never had a Nintendo, I've still played it during friends' houses. And That's the point. It's yeah. it's a uh, it's a it's a multiplayer game. It's it's something you get out of you. It's you can play it on your own. It is fun to play to play, but the real fun comes when you've got other people involved. When you're and especially. Not even the racing, the mini games, popping each other's balloons, that sort of thing. <laughs> that, that, that's that's where the you know you really start to feel fun with the game is is when you've got other people and there's that that sense of competition. Yeah. Did you have a favourite character to play? Was it was it obvious Mario or did you pick somebody else? Uh, Toad, I think. Sure. Um, but only because he had the the most, um, or Cooper Trooper. I mean, they're both the same. But um, I, I think because they had the best 
uh, acceleration because they were, uh, you know, light cars. Um, not very good against, you know, if they got knocked by the heavy ones, they'd spin. But they uh, they were very good at drifting, you know, a lot of, and coming out of the drift and going straight into, um, you know, accelerating from the drift. So, yeah, very, very good uh, cars to, to race those ones. Yeah. There's a new Mario Kart game coming out, I think it's in May, for the Wii U, and one of my previous guests, guests was done picked that game before, before it's even released, after <laughs> taking his Desert Island. <laughs> Mario Kart 8. Mario yeah. Kart 8, yeah. Yeah, I saw it at uh, Play Expo. Um, yeah. I didn't have a go on it. Uh, I saw it from a distance, I should say. I didn't even see it close up. I wasn't too interested in it, to be honest. Because, uh, number one, I don't have a Wii U, mm. and... Uh, I don't tend to play a lot of modern games. I mean, I've got a 360. That's the, the newest console I have. I have a Wii, but I, I only I don't have any games. Well, I've got three games for it, but nothing you'd know. A uh, couple of sports games, only because they were cheap and came with it. Uh, but yeah, I got the Wii. It was down Crackenverter where I live, and <laughs> 15 pounds. They were just just selling them off, 15 quid, and that came with a controller and nunchuck as well. That's pretty like, cool. That has, I, I think that's, that's quite good value, considering when I bought my first Wii, it was about three hundred pounds. Yeah. You know, it was when they, they, you know, they weren't everywhere was sold out, that sort of thing, and uh, and they, it was Woolworths is where I got it from when it was still open, and they were the only place stocking it, but the deal was that they wouldn't sell them on their own, even though they weren't a bundle. You had to buy two games with it, otherwise they wouldn't sell you the Wii. You know, but it was the only place that there was actually stocking them because everywhere else had run out. So yeah, it cost about three hundred quid to actually get the console. Well, I would assume the games were expensive. That's where you're losing your money. Yeah, it was about fifty pound a game or something. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So. Not as daft as the sound. <laughs> eh? Not as daft as the sound. Yeah, no, yeah, well, yeah. Well, they went out of business, so I don't know what happened. <laughs> yeah. 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 Uh, we, we might have to start again. Um, Evil Healer said he was in the bath and he missed the start. Oh, okay. Well, uh, all you missed was, hi, YouTube, and then hi to everyone else in the comments. And uh, <laughs> and Jutnikum 3D was the first game. <clears throat> that was the first game, yeah. <clears throat> Gashead, London Retro Gamers. In hello. The so, <laughs> toilet Thursday, man. Is that today? No, today's Friday. <laughs> yeah, it was yesterday. Yeah. yesterday. Yesterday it was um, 17 Ninjas and the Baseball Bat. Yes. This is uh, the most awesome YouTube name ever. <laughs> Probably. <laughs> so your third game, we're going to stick with the N64 and you've... Got God, this is going quick, isn't it? I thought it would last longer, but we're, we're really going through them. But then I'm looking mm -hmm. at the time and I'm thinking, God, it's been 20 minutes already. Wow. It, it flies by. Yeah. It, and I tell you, um, Monday night um, it was Evil Halo was on, and I think we'd went through the first five games in like thirty, forty-five minutes, and then before you know it, it was like ten minutes to go, and we were still only on the eighth. So sometimes it just it depends on how much you've got to talk about on the game and mm. how it goes. And yeah. So no doubt, the <laughs> your next pick maybe a longer one, uh, Goldeneye on the N64. I don't, I don't think any of these are going to be long. But <laughs> or maybe it's just me just rabbiting. Yeah, N64 again. Um, now this this 
So these are the games that I've ploughed most time into. Maybe Mario Kart, maybe not as much time, but GoldenEye, I got to a point where I was unbeatable at multiplayer. And the reason was is, well, I say unbeatable. I only had to kill you once, and then you wouldn't be able to respawn because I knew all the spawn points. I knew which order they were. So I could get to a spawn point before you could respawn and kill you as you was materialising before you could move. So, yeah, obviously ploughed too much time into that one. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That, there were only about eight spawn points per map. And, uh, yeah, I, and I was quick enough to get to each spawn point. So, yeah, unbeatable at multiplayer. Absolutely unbeatable. Yeah. Note to self, don't play GoldenEye online with Stu. Well, do you know what? I, I, I've got multi... I've got... I've got GoldenEye currently in the N64 now. And I can't control it. I can't, I'm walking around at the, looking at the floor, then I'm looking at the sky. It's like, I can't control it. It's just like what what's happened? I I I used to be so good at the game that I I would do double O agent, do all the the uh, secret levels at the end, just get everything absolutely maxed out. I, I you know like these are uh, good games done quick or awesome games done quick. The, mm -hmm. the the competition people, I would compete against those sort of people playing Goldeneye. I I would max out the levels very very quick. But but now. I can't even walk. <laughs> I can't get past the first level because I'm looking at the floor half the time. <laughs> I just can't control it because I'm so used to the 360 controller and ha and you know with the the strafing and the looking and everything that I I, I I picked up the controller for the M64 last week and I just could not play the game. I can't play it and I think that you know as games have evolved over time and you've gone from the M64 and into maybe the PS2 or the Xbox One, and into the Xbox 360. And it's got to a point now where it's evolved so much that it's like it's like a different console. That just the controller is so different that you cannot can't play the games anymore. Really is strange. I think there's a lot to say that, to be said about controllers. Um, I mean, for example, I was playing Outrun Coast to Coast on the PSP. Mm. Uh, and then I went to play it on the PS2, which was more or less exactly the same, but it was somehow it felt different. I couldn't control the cars the same way I could on the PSP. Yeah, so there's definitely a lot, definitely a lot to be said about controllers. Mm. I would say it's funny though because I can still pick up a NES controller and play it like when I was playing a kid when I was a kid. You know, I pick up. Well, I won't go. Through, I think it might be on my list actually, so I better not say it. Yeah? Yes, the game, games on my list. I was able to pick them up and. Uh, still play them today as well as I was playing them when I was a kid. That doesn't mean I was playing badly as a kid. What it means is I can still... <laughs> but the controller, yeah. you know, it, it, it's, it was such a good controller for its time that it still works today. Sure. You know? Yeah. Do you think you, you lose your skills as a gamer as you get older? Um, no, I don't think you lose them. I think you forget them. And it takes a little bit of practice to get them back. It's like if you haven't ridden a bike for years or driven a car. Say, for instance, for, for example, my car currently is broken. You know, the, the turbo, uh, the bearings on the turbine have worn out. So the turbo keeps sticking. So every now and again, the engine will just lock up. And when you're shooting down the dual carriageway in the middle of the night and the engine turns off, and then all the power cuts out as well because of it, 
and you lose the power assisted brakes and the power assisted steering and there's cars flying past you at 60 miles an hour. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so so my car currently is just sitting on the drive, it's, it's, it's not moving and it's going to take a while because I want to fix it myself. So I, I'm not going to be driving for months and when I do get to drive again, it's probably going to feel a bit weird getting that clutch control again, you know, because it's, obviously it's, it's, it's gears. And I think it's the same with games that it takes a little while for you to get the feeling back into your thumbs as to moving and pressing at the right time, like getting the jumps timed perfectly to get to the next platform. Um, so I don't think you lose the skills, but it does take some time to get them back again. But yeah. once you do, you're back in it. Yeah, like I was playing, I was playing, sorry, I'm speaking too much, aren't I? Not <laughs> at all. Excuse me, speaking. <laughs> I was playing Mario the other day, uh, showing the kids. And, you know, I picked it up and I I used to absolutely smash Mario. Um, you know, I could I could complete Mario 1 in under 10 minutes, that sort of thing. And I was showing the kids and I kept dying. You know, I was missing the jumps and, and, and so on. But after about half an hour, I was back into it. And, you know, I'm, I'm straight maxing through the levels, back to level 8. And level 8, I think it's level 8-1, there's a, there's a jump. And... Well, it might be eight two, but and I'll talk about the original Super Mario Brothers. And uh, you jump, and the jump is so big that it takes up the entire screen. And there's a little plat little one uh, block platform in the middle, and you have to jump the perfect. You have to time the the jump perfectly, and you can't stop running as you take this jump. So you leap, and you get this middle platform, and then you leap again. And it it, it was the the when I was younger, I used to just go straight through that and didn't even think about it. But as I got old, now I've just tried it the other day to try and do it when I was showing the kids how to, how to play it. Um, making this leap, leap, and I missed it. And I was like, oh my God, I, it's like I used to do this in my sleep, and now I'm missing it. Mario's anyway. got faster since. Uh, well, that's it. He's obviously slower. <laughs> so, um, <laughs> he, <laughs> so... But after a couple of attempts, I got it back, and then I could keep on doing it. You know, it was, it was a case of it was just getting it. I'm I'm rabbit, and we're not talking about games anymore. We're talk, well, I'm not talking about the list, but that's the way it always goes. And that's sure Yeah. So anyway, that 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 that's it basically. You don't lose the skill; you just forget it, and you have to you have to remember. That sounds familiar. I don't know. Maybe is it is it Peter Pan or something? I don't know. You forget how to fly, and you just have to remember how to fly. <laughs> Find your crow. Yeah, yeah. I sometimes have that. So many games that I'll play a game, and then I'll be really good at it, and then I'll go back to it two weeks later, and I forget what I've been doing in it, and I need to start it from the start. So yeah. I know what you mean. I know what you mean. But once you get back into it, you're you you know you're good again. Uh, yes. Well, I'm I'm crazy. As good as you were, anyway. <laughs> as good as I'm going to get. Yeah. Okay, so we'll move on to the next one, and we're moving away from the N64 and going back all the way back to the NES with Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Ah, yes. Yeah. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, my first game. It was uh, bundled in with my NES that I got from Dixon's. Now, I'm not sure. I don't think it was for Christmas. It may have been for my birthday, or it may have just been given to me. I'm not entirely sure how I ended up with this thing. Um, but, yeah, so it was a, it was a bundle pack. Uh, NES included inside, uh, sorry, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles included with the NES, um, which I ended up with two copies of, uh, amazingly, because 
somehow the, the NES broke on me, like a couple of days after I got it, but I had lent the game, uh, the Turtles, to my friend, and uh, he had lent me the original Mario Brothers. And I was like, well, I can't give that back to Dixon. So I just took the box back to Dixon's without the game in it. Um, they didn't check. They just swapped it over. So there you go, here's a new box. And they ended up with another copy of uh, Turtles in there. So, uh, yeah, I sold it to my mate for a fiver and then bought lots of sweets. Only a fiver? Well, I didn't know the cost of games. <laughs> you know, I was only, I was only young. I was, I was in, I'd, I think I had first year of secondary school, that was, when I got that. Wow. So, um, yeah. But, yeah, old. absolutely brilliant game. Loved it. Always played Donatello because he had the, the long stick. Uh, but uh, gone. <laughs> I was go- actually I was going to ask you. Maybe you've already answered it, but I was going to ask you what your favourite turtle or who your favourite turtle was. Yeah, Donatello. Donatello. The, the bow was the weapon of choice, and um, yeah, uh, I just I just felt like the bow was or is um, the, the best weapon of the, of the four. Um, nunchucks were okay. Obviously, Leonardo's uh, sword. Was nice. Never liked the thigh. I don't know what how that's even a weapon. To be honest, it's a bit, you know, you see it in the Matrix and things like that, and just like it just seems like a bit of an odd weapon. If you didn't have uh, Neo's powers in the Matrix, I'm thinking, would it be, you know, a good weapon? Leave a comment down below, and we'll talk about that. But you know, maybe that's controversy. But no, Leonardo's bow was definitely. And when I say bow, I'm talking about the stick, not a bow and arrow. Um, yeah. I, I feel I've always felt it's the best weapon because you've got you've got power behind it and you've got distance at the same time. Um, yeah, always liked it. Nineties video game dude when he was on he picked this game as well and asked him the same question: What was your favourite turtle? Hmm. For the life of me, I can't remember what he said. <laughs> yeah, well, if he's watching, which I think he is, uh, we'll, we'll get a comment in a bit. Yeah, I'm, I'm sorry, dude. I forget. <laughs> everything that everybody tells me. He'll be he'll be screaming in the comments right now. Yeah. So it's so all this alcohol. <laughs> mm. I think he might have picked the same character if I remember correctly, but I might be wrong. Mm. Yeah. Mm. We have had some comments um, since the last game. Getting back to um, Super Mario Kart, uh, Noobug says um, "Boo to Toad." Koopa is the best. Well, the Co- Co- well, Toad and Koopa are, are, you know, the stats are the same. So, yeah, I suppose it depends on your preference. But uh, yeah, the, the actual stats for the carts themselves, controversy. Sorry if I'm wrong, but the uh, they are the same. Uh, just with it's a different, it's just a different um, character, <laughs> different <laughs> different pixels, but uh, it's different sprites. But as far as I'm aware the same attributes for the actual carts themselves. But, uh, maybe not, we'll have to do a comparison and see what happens. No, you are right. They're exactly the same. Am I? Yes, Wait. you are right. They are exactly the same. They have the same attributes. In Super Mario Kart, certainly. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so... <laughs> we should start talking about football. <laughs> football? Yeah, because, because I don't know anything about football. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> That's what, because you were saying earlier on, I'm talking too much, so I went, no, no. My guy said, said, well, talk about football and you're not going to shut up. <laughs> right, I'm, I'm looking and I'm seeing the clock is at 33, so I think we better... Yes, 
Game number five. It's amazing how quick it goes. Game number five, again, you've put down as the NES for this one. Tetris. Tetris. Now, mm. Tetris was my probably my second game uh, that I owned for the NES. And, yeah, again, growing up, I was a proper gamer uh, or a gamer geek. I was unstoppable at every game I played. So Tetris, I would start off on level 10. And uh, I think probably the highest level I got to was it's definitely in the 20s. I'm not sure how far uh, I got to. But by then, the blocks are coming down at a very fast rate, you know. But I'm still getting Tetris, you know, and, and going through, you know, four, four, four in a row. Tetris, Tetris, Tetris. Because I'm building up the... Um, the, 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 I don't know what it is. Is it a wall? I suppose it's a wall. And I'm just waiting for the uh, the four in a row block to come down and get the uh, the fours at a time. So I'm getting textures, 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 and just whacking up through those levels. So uh, yeah, it's very, a very, very good. It's mm. a very popular choice on the island so far. I think a lot of people have picked mm. it. I guess it must be because it's one of those games you can just pass a lot of time on if you're on, a, on an island. Yeah, it's it's got longevity to it because. It's something where it, it doesn't have an end, but it does have a high score or, or a high level. So you can say to you, you can compete with somebody and say, let's see what level you can get to. And when you're watching somebody else play, you're desperate to have a go. You know, it's one of those games where you're like, I can do that. I want to go. Um, I think with the uh, the iPads and things like that, it's not such a game that would translate well because it's it's unless you put the controls on the screen. Yeah. But um, it's, it's, some, it's, it's an old game where, you know, it's, it, it, you just want to play, especially if you see somebody else playing it. It's like cheese on toast. You see it, you want it. And uh, Tetris is, is, a, is a game very much like that. It's, it's a game you see and you want to go. Stu, you say that you had it on the NES. Which version did you have? Did you have the Tengen one? What's Tengen? The Tengen version of Tetris. You got me. It was just Tetris. Okay. Stupid <laughs> question, I guess. I'm going to go back to sleep. No. <laughs> I don't know what I don't know what Tengen means. What does that even mean? There were different versions, I believe, on the NES, and one is a lot rarer. Oh right. Okay. Uh, what? Well, I, I don't know if I've still got it. Hang on, Sarah. I can check. Oh. Let's see. <clears throat> Maybe. <laughs> Hang on. Well, we first do. Harry, thanks very much for putting all these lovely screenshots up as we speak. You're welcome. Today's screenshots are courtesy Google Images. Thank you, Google, uh, Master and Overlord. <laughs> yeah. It's something I've always wanted to accompany the show, but because it's a podcast, it's never been possible. So. Until today, this groundbreaking edition of Desert Island Games Live. Ah. No, I don't. I don't have it. I don't have it. But what I do have is a. Well, that is that focus. Oh my god, that's awful. Hang on, let me sort out this focus. Is this autofocus? Is that body postcard? <laughs> I was just going to say, have you seen this Nintendo card? Let's stick it to autofocus then. There we go. Can you see that? Is that working? It was a minute ago, and now it's blurry. Is that blurry? Okay, hang on. Yeah, that is, yeah a little bit. Uh, I think there might be something on the screen. I'm not sure. <laughs> anyway, that's turtles. <laughs> you can see that is turtles. This is going to be fun to edit in the audio version, isn't it? <laughs> and it well, it, yeah. So that's a that's an original uh, copy of uh, right. 
of the um, original copy of the uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles on the NES. I can't. I, I, I don't think I've got um, Tetris anymore. But if I did have it, then it would be um, the only version I'm aware of, which is Tetris. There was a Tetris 2, uh, which I never had. Oh, actually, did I? Yeah, I think I did, and it was two-player at the same time. I wasn't aware either. Hmm. Anyway, let's move on to your next game, and I might mispronounce this. I don't know. Is it Gradius or Gradius? Gradius. Yeah, Gradius. Gradius. Well, you, you might have to educate me on this one, because uh, not, I'm not aware of it. So, tell us. You, you don't know Gradius? I've I got it in this right now. Hang on. Let me go grab it. I'll tell you what I do, I could turn it on, couldn't I? You could, yeah. I'm not going to. I've accidentally <laughs> just turned on the Weezer. Yeah, Gradius. There we go, that's Gradius. Uh, see, I was never, I'd never had a Nintendo in my life. I was never a Nintendo person, so this is why I've not heard of this particular This is, this is probably one of the greatest games of all time. When you're, when you're looking at, when you're looking back at uh, gaming history, um, <laughs> I would I would definitely put this in the top ten games uh, of well when when I say gaming history so of the eight bit uh, era I don't say era it's not an era I didn't go wrong <laughs> so of the eight bit era um, Gradius I I would say is in definitely in the top ten especially well my choice anyway. Um, it's a it's a uh, it's um it's a it's a side scrolling space shooter, uh, shoot 'em up, shmup, horrible word. It's quite, it's quite an old game. It was released released in um, 1988. According to this, yeah. yeah. But but graphically, I think this is one of the best graphical games. On, well, my, this is all my opinion. So of course, you know, um, graphically, I think this is one of the best games. Uh, on the NES, it's it's superb graphics, superb gameplay. It's come out in different forms on different uh, consoles, uh, where you shoot your enemies, and there'd be like a wave of like five uh, of the same type coming along the screen. You go boom, 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 and when you kill the last one of that wave, there's a little sort of a shiny mirror that you pick up, and when you pick it up, there's a bar along the bottom. And as you pick it up, it goes through the different options as you're going along. So the first one is speed. And you can use it up straight away. It's like getting credits. You use it up straight away, and, and your ship will get faster. And then the second one is missiles. And as, you're, um, as, you, as you collect these discs, you can build them up to get to a certain point to, to get to your different weapons. Like if you get four discs, you get lasers. And when you get a laser, as you shoot your enemies, the laser goes straight through all of them. You know, it doesn't stop on the first one like the normal bullet. It will go straight through all of them. Um, so, yeah, it's it's an absolutely phenomenal game. Again, you know, uh, growing up as a kid, I was so good at it that I would just breeze through it like, like, it, like it was nothing. Um, I, was, I was showing the kids uh, the, uh, the other day, and I've got the NES Advantage. Um, it's not out at the moment. I think I've packed it away because the kids have gone home. Oh, wait, hold on. Go on. Sorry, I, I, was, I was playing the stream by mistake when I was trying to read the comments in the stream. Come on, do carry on. I do apologize. <laughs> <laughs> I've, got, I've got the NES Advantage controller, which you may have seen if you've been watching Ghostbusters 2 recently. 
Um, it's the one that they use to move the Statue of Liberty. It's that controller. Uh, um, I would dig it out, but I'm, I'm not going to get up again because I've already uh, got up once. Uh, but, um, yeah, so, again, absolutely phenomenal game. The kids were playing it the other day. You know, in the, in the world of the PS... Was it 4 now? The PlayStation 4, the Xbox One, the Xbox 360. You know, they've played all of the, the latest games. They've all got a Wii and a Wii U and the rest of it. Um, I stick on the 8-bit NES and I put Gradius in and the kids can't put it down. You know, it's a game where they just want to play it and play it and play it. Um, absolutely phenomenal game. Highly recommended. If you haven't seen it, check it out. Get yourself hold of a copy and uh, or even watch it on YouTube. Tell you what, I'll do a, I'll do a video of it. There you go. The next video that I put out is going to be Gradius. Right. I shall be watching. If yeah. I haven't already done it, maybe I've already done one. I'll mm. have to check. I'll check now while we're talking. Go on. You go. Oh, I was just going to read out a couple of comments. Um, Kowo CPC, who I think is a regular watcher of the RU stream, he's in the house. Uh, saying to whom it may concern. Greetings all. <laughs> Hi. <laughs> And uh, Novabug was commenting on Gladius, saying it was awesome, but he thinks our tape is better. Um, I, I, well, I don't know which one came first. I prefer Gradius. Our type is all right. Uh, if you haven't already, check out my channel. One of the first videos I've done, in fact, I can even tell you the date of it. It was uh, the 30th of the 7th, 13. So, um, whatever, July 30th, 13. Check out my videos. I've done a review of Gradius. So yep. there you go. So you can please go check that. Yeah, please do check out Stu's channel. It's, you know, I'm doing this off my top of my head, so it should be www.youtube.com forward slash user forward slash retro gamer 1979. No, no. It's <laughs> 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 Everybody says that for some reason. I don't know why. It's retro games 1979. Games? Uh, yeah. Not more than one person, Stu. Well, there's there's some Japanese guy that that's somehow got Retro Gamer 1979, mm. um, but no, I'm Retro Games 1979. Yeah, I, I'm obviously subbed, but I can never remember the actual full URLs of people's YouTube channels. I should have mm. actually taken a note of it. So, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> that's all right. It will be in the comments if you are watching this video in the past, and not comments, the description if you're watching this video in the past. I'm sure. It will John, be, yeah. John, you yeah. can do a re-record for the edited version. No, you're okay. <laughs> Just cut that bit out and pretend it never happened. I'll put Start it. again. I'm going to have a biscuit while you're doing that. Oh, bourbon creams. Oh, I love bourbon yeah. creams. Right. Um, what was I going to say? I was going to give you an opportunity to eat your bourbon cream. Let's just see if there's any more comments. We will still eat his bourbon cream. Mm. Harry Yak says, Hey, cool, cool. John, read out Carl's comment. Oh, Carol, I'm seeing your name in the Scottish way again, but I didn't even notice it. Ah, scroll down, you'll see it. Greetings, cunt faces. <laughs> Is um, that, that's not yeah. the one. <laughs> oh, Infected Flinch has said, I'm here. Hey, hey, fellas. Hello. <laughs> right, I'll read out Carl's comment then. Yes. Woodland37 says, I haven't seen Stu for quite some time here on YouTube. Mm. He's put on weight. I'm proud. I have. I have. I, I've got... Um, it's the biscuits, isn't it? Big Wolverine Ray. Yeah. 
And everybody's tuned out. <laughs> Is he fat enough to join the two fat bastards? All the um, all the girls are tuning in though because of the the hair. They love it. Yeah, <laughs> chicks dig the, the hair. They do. They love it. It's like it's all manly and gorilla-y. especially my chest. It's like it's all it's all hair. So I've got none on the chin, but it's all on my chest. There you go, ladies. Just destroyed your shirt <laughs> and my and my legs. <laughs> Well, Stu, do you want to eat your bourbon before we carry on, or just carry on? <laughs> I, 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 was just gonna, I was just gonna nibble on it right like this while you're talking. <laughs> right, I tell you what, look at the time; it is flying by. So let's go it's on to one really quick. The next game is on the PlayStation One, and it's a survival horror game. That is mm-hmm. good that Resident Evil. Resident Evil. Yeah, absolutely. Um, again, it that was the. Okay, so I'll tell you what happened. I was working in a factory during the summer, and it was called the uh, the London Fancy Box Company. And what they do is they make boxes for, like, CDs and things like that. <clears throat> when I say CDs, I mean, like, the collector's editions, not like the cardboard boxes that the CDs slot into. Yeah. So so while I was working there, um, this is my uh, job between leaving school and starting college. So it was the six weeks break, or however long it is, during the summer before you start. Um, and I'd never earned money before, you know, apart from a paper round of like, I don't know how much you, you get for a paper round, I forget, it's like £10 a week or something. So I started this company, and I got like £100 a week. I was like, Jesus Christ, what do I do with this kind of money? This is phenomenal. Hookers. So first, go on. Hookers. Strip clubs. That's what yeah. I would do. <laughs> <laughs> so it was like, what, what, what do I get? So the first thing I got was a PlayStation. Um, so was, <clears throat> and so this is weekly I'm doing this because I went down the uh, the second hand shop and they had a PlayStation in there for, for I don't know, £100 it must have been so I, I got one of them I got a couple of games of it and then uh, the following week I then went down Dixon's and uh, with my 100 quid and I was like well what do I get and I'm looking around and I see this game and this is before you know like proper reviews or anything or the internet or anything at all like that so I had no idea what I was buying and I'm looking at all the different games, and I'm thinking, there's a guy on the sh- on the on the front cover. He's holding a shotgun with a big expression on his face, and it just says Resident Evil. And I was just like, well, this sounds all right. I'll uh, I'll, I'll give it a go. And I had no idea what to expect. I had no, literally, no clue. I start it up, and it starts going through the intro sequence where they're running through the field, and there's dogs chasing them, and they get into the mansion. And you start to get into it, and then you find the first zombie, and then you start doing all the puzzle solving, and you realize how big the game is once you start getting into the laboratories and places like that. And it was like, wow, this game truly was, it truly was amazing. For it, you know, from going from like uh, the N64, and then going to next, next console along was the PlayStation and getting into like CD games which were just just huge, absolutely huge games. It was truly amazing. Um, I was going to say something else but I've forgotten because I was going off on a tangent. Well, I'll tell you what, I'll ask you, I'll ask you a question based on that, uh, mm-hmm. based on uh, Gashead's 10 random questions that he asked mm-hmm. this week. Um, it's either or choice. Resident Evil or Uncharted? That was one of his uh, Never played Uncharted so it would be Resident Evil. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> okay, it was 
Um, were you going to say anything else about Resident Evil, or shall we? Uh, shall we uh, or yes. shall we move on? Yeah. I'll, I'll, I'll say something quick while we've got yes. a minute. <laughs> yes. Oh, there you go. That's what, what Harry's got up on the screen now. That's the picture on the cover. Ah. So um, that's what sold it for me. So yeah. So again, absolutely phenomenal at games. And uh, if you can complete Resident Evil in under three hours, then when you restart the game, you get a rocket launcher with unlimited ammo. So there's a there's a tip for you if you can get through the game in three hours, which I've done many times. Yeah. Top tips from Stu. <laughs> so we're all learning today. <laughs> yeah. But it's it's fun to go through the game again with an unlimited rocket launcher. Yeah. Cool. Okay, so we'll move on to your last game. Which is, is it my last game already? Uh, really? Yeah. PlayStation One again, and it's Worms. 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 Yes, on the PlayStation One. Yeah. I've got it on the Mega Drive, and uh, I don't really like it on the Mega Drive only because the fonts above each of the worms' head are white on every single worm. Doesn't matter what team it is, so you have no idea which font, which um, worms are yours, That's unless it. you can remember the names. So very difficult game to play on the Mega Drive. On the PlayStation, they they sorted that out, and every team has their own colour against their head. Now, the reason I like the PlayStation is because it's the one I remember playing with all my mates. Right. You know, and it was just like everybody around, and we're going to play Worms. Spent many, many hours on it, and it's a top, top game. You know, there is no end to it. It just carries on. One of the fun things is to type in different words into the, the seed, which generates the map, to see what kind of interesting shapes you can come up with. And then if you find good ones, remembering to write that seed name down so you can play that map again. Because it's because it's uh, the worlds are randomly generated based on the code that you you type in. Uh, I've downloaded it on the Xbox Live Arcade. I've not played it yet, but uh, I will get into it at some point, hopefully. It's it's a very very fun game, but it does really. If you're gonna play it, make sure you have got someone with you. Because if you're playing on your own, it's not as fun. Uh, it, it is more fun with a friend. Yeah. So there you go then. Well, a couple of observations on your game choices. Obviously, eight fantastic choices. First observation, no Shaq Fu. Hmm. Well, like I say, Shaq Fu, it, it, it gets a bad reputation, but it's not a bad game. It doesn't mean that it's my favourite game, not at all. At the same time, you know, I will defend good games and I will criticise bad games. Shaq Fu is not a bad game. It's a very fun game. The graphics are phenomenal, and it takes skill to play it. That's that's the the, the thing about uh, maybe why people who are now discovering it don't like it is because it's not a button basher. You know, if you, if you if you just pick up the controller and just start hitting the buttons, you're going to lose. It takes skill to play the game. You, you know, you have to know that when you jump, what distances you're going to jump when you when you when you're going to uh, punch or kick what the distances of those punching kicks are so you have to know where to be and you have to know how to defend I mean one of the biggest points of the game is is knowing how how to use defense you can't just bash the buttons and I think that's what a lot of people have a problem with it's yeah. like oh it's the worst game ever oh yeah you don't know anything about physics and all this sort of thing well yeah of course it of course it's nothing about physics you're using magical powers I mean where's physics come into it <laughs> but um yeah, there you go. If if you're good, if you're skilled, you'll do well at the game. I've completed it many times, um, and it's a very fun game. I've seen all the character endings because you get to play as different characters and go through their stories. 
yeah, great game. I love it, but it's not one that I take to the island. It's, uh, but I, I, you know, it is a good game, and I will defend good games. Are you looking forward to the remake that's coming out? Not sure until I play it. Um, <laughs> it is. To, to be honest, it's it's difficult to say. Uh, I'm not really into modern consoles, so yeah, of it, it, it may not be. It may not be good. It may it may be good. If it's good, I'll defend it. If it's crap, I'll criticise it. <laughs> you know, I will be honest. Yeah. My second observation on that list as well is, and I know you own. Do, you don't own every Mega Drive game, do you? Or is it close to anyway? No, I, I own half of them. Yeah. You've not not picked any Mega Drive games. <laughs> yeah, I, I noticed that as well. I was thinking, should I? Um, I've, I've not picked any Mega Drive games only because. Uh, there's there's no games that oh, it's of, of the games I chose they're the ones that I remember the most or I put the most time into. Yeah. Uh, I could have I could have you know purposely picked some Mega Drive games but there, there were some games. Um, I just felt that the games that I picked in the list were the ones that were most memorable to me. Yeah. Cool. Okay, we'll move on quickly to because you've got two more choices that are not games. The first one is a book. And you've said here some kind of machine code language book mm. with, a, with a tutorial and examples of 6502 programming. Yeah. Now I was looking at looking up for such a book. Uh, on yeah, and you found, you found a very, very good example. Yeah, yeah I've, sent you a, I've sent you a link to... Yeah. I've, I've actually read it. Yeah. Yeah. I've read it, yeah. And it's a good book. It's a very yeah. good book. It's very specific to the Atari, but mm. it is... It is how you would program a 6502, which is what the Atari uses, or, or derivative of it, yeah. So, can you, do you design games then? Or? Not yet. Not yet, but, yes, but you're still working, built, still working the console. Let me just okay. grab the console, here we go. It's just sitting here. If I don't shut everything down by knocking wires everywhere. Can you still hear me? Yeah. Still working? Excellent. Yep. Yeah, so there's, there's the console so far. Um... I mean, this is the this is the uh, the basics of any computer. Uh, you've got yourself the, the the processor there. That's a 6502 there, or equivalent. It's a 65816, but we'll call it a 65502. Mm -hmm. um, you've got some RAM. Uh, this is a, a a control bus. This is the data bus there, and you know how everything connects together. There's a clock. Every all computers need a clock, um, and then underneath there's still yet to build, which is the graphics card. And and then and then you have a, an interface card. I mean, this this is a computer. This is a games console. They are the same thing. You have processor. You have memory. You have uh, an output device which connects to a screen, and you have an input device with a PC. It's a mouse and keyboard. With a games console, it's a controller. And that's it. That's literally all consoles, all computers. That every single thing, they're all exactly the same. It's how you use them. Is, is what you get on the screen. So this will be, start with, this will be equivalent of a NES or a master system. It's using the same technologies. Uh, and when I get onto version 2, that will then be like the equivalent of a SNES or a Mega Drive. Um, that's probably where it will end, but not end, you know, always develop it. And yeah, and what, what I'm planning on doing, once I've actually got a working prototype, my plan is to release it as a kit so people can buy the kit, build it themselves, start a community of game developers to develop for it, 
and you know just just start just start something new but based on retro. If that makes sense. Awesome. Yeah, that is a brilliant idea. Yeah, maybe a Kickstarter, right? <laughs> yes. That's that seems to be the end thing at the moment. Kickstarter. A Kickstarter, a Kickstarter for Stu. Yeah, but not until not until I've got something working that that, that people can do themselves. You know, download the instructions, build it themselves, and it literally is. You know, it's it stuff kicking around everywhere. It's it's literally this is the graphics card. There you go. So I think it even says video on there. Yeah. <laughs> so that's the graphics card, and um, th these literally are chips which you will buy. You know, and then you solder them all together, and you, and you build it yourself. And that's that's the plan is to get everybody involved in electronics, get everybody involved in consoles and computers, and understanding the the, the language. And that's that's where the book comes in. It's Excellent. understanding how the chips talk to each other, how to program them, and how to make them do something. Because otherwise, it's just a load of chips just sitting there until you get it to talk to each other. Cool. I could talk to you about hours for this, about this I wish I could. Um, <laughs> but you your last choice, which is a luxury item, and you've picked rum. Rum. Yeah. I'll, give you, I'll give you a full crate of rum. There you go. Yeah, definitely. Uh, a any particular brand of uh, Captain Morgan spiced rum? Uh, is uh, definitely my favourite, but I'll go. I'll go with any rum. You know, rum, rum's a rum, but Captain Morgan Spice Rum is my favourite with uh, a shot of lime and top it up with Diet Coke. Job done. What can I, do you have a mixer in it, or do you just take it straight? No, that that that's the mixer, lime and coke. Oh, got it, got you. <laughs> Cubans. Some people may know it as Cubans. Yeah. Well, uh, one for the. I meant to ask you as well regarding the games. If you could only save one of those games, which would it be? Oh, um, you weren't expecting that question, were you? <laughs> uh, Gradius. Gradius. Hmm. Yeah, you did talk passionately about that game. It's it's, it's probably my favourite, and here it is here, and I have saved it, and it is an original. Yeah. Yeah. Nice. So. Again, Stu, thanks very much for being a guest. And I'm sorry I couldn't have went on longer because I could. No, have, no, that's, that's cool. So, so much that I wanted to ask you, and I'm just not at the time. I think so. I think we've managed to squeeze quite a lot in. Yeah, <laughs> we do. the The show is usually two hours when it's on on Monday, so to squeeze it all into one hour is uh, quite a feat. Hmm. So, everybody, well, thanks, thanks for having me. It's been really fun, and. Yeah. Uh, Maybe this will kick me, kick my ass back into making videos again because I haven't done them for a while. Yes, we miss your videos. Yeah, I'll uh, <laughs> have to try and uh, do a few more. Thank you, right. Stu. Thanks very much, and uh, <laughs> and uh, have fun with the next guest. Well do. Thank you. Bye, YouTube. <laughs> well, YouTube, we have one more guest. Two guests, one cup. <laughs> <laughs> you filthy, filthy man. <laughs> yeah. For, for anybody that doesn't know, this is uh, Dave, also known as an infected, infected flinch. You said it right. Well done. You're the Yay. only one who does. Well done. That's because yeah. I pay attention. <laughs> well, somebody has to. Somebody has to. Hello, YouTube land. Hello. Hello. How, how are you this evening, David? I am radiant. Radiant, radiant is the word, yes. I was going to see you looking radiant, but that's a bit too gay, so I won't bother. 
you know what? <laughs> I've actually got this. I've got this under my chin because I thought, you know, it makes me look like I'm resting my chin on a stack of crumpets. So uh, it gets rid of the uh, the darkness there. So uh, yeah, it helps out. So uh, yeah, yeah. So yeah, Dave, you're a relatively new addition to Retro Online. Was it two months now, maybe? Uh, yeah, you're talking about three months ago now. Three months uh, now, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And uh, a great addition, may I say. Thank you, sir. <laughs> yeah, I, I noticed um, recently you, you've been doing a lot of uh, answering a lot of these ten question videos. Oh, I, is everybody just fed up to fucker those now? I'm going to say everyone's doing them because like that's that's the reason why I'm doing this show at the moment about the infected interview. I might as well just say like, well, when was the last time you were fisted? You know, I I just want some really decent questions now rather than just like. Yeah. I mean, I've got nothing against them. I, I, I mean, it's probably Patmos that started all this off, to be yes. honest. But, uh, yeah, I, I, I will continue to answer these questions because it's, it's, it's a bonding thing, isn't it? Everyone's got to be friends. Yeah, it's a get, yeah getting to know you. Getting to, <laughs> getting to know you. I don't know why it's important, but somebody's got to find it important somewhere. So. Well, I think, well, thank you again for answering my 10. Um, I was looking at the first of a batch of about three or four at that point, so... <laughs> I'm glad you answered mine before you get too pissed off. <laughs> <laughs> no, don't worry. I'm not. I, 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 I'm. I don't think I'm getting too pissed off. It's just. Uh, I think. Uh, yeah, it's getting a little old now, don't you think? Uh, or is that just me? Am I just? Am I just grumpy? Person, personally, um, I, I had 100 subs query on it. Well, not unexpectedly, but a lot, it happened a lot quicker than what I expected. Um, I was. I was on 90 for a bit. Mm. Four months, and then all of a sudden, <laughs> Intergos gives me a shout out, and then all, all of a sudden, I'm on 100. And yeah, I thought, yeah, happens, yeah, yeah. I better do something, I've not really got a lot of time. I would have probably prepared to have done a, like a gameplay. Yeah, challenge, yeah. But I mean, with mine, it's weird because um, what we kind of do is because we do the nostalgia trips, we do like a bunch all at once, and some of them are just not quite good enough and sometimes they are just horseshit. That's probably the best word for it. And um, if I do hit a milestone, I just go, right, let's chuck that out there. Yeah. Um, at the moment, we've got one that we did uh, hook on the Mega CD. That's that's all I can say about it is a shake of the head. It's 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 atrocious. <laughs> so, yeah, we've got that to come out. If, if I get to 225, nudge, nudge. Um, so, yeah, uh, we'll see what happens. Right. Um, if you could re uh, read out your um, YouTube channel, because I, I oh, yeah. usual, didn't, didn't have a didn't make a note of it as I usually do. <sighs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it's com forward slash users forward slash infected flinch. That's not infected flange, infected filch, infected finch, inflicted finch, inflected floosh. It's infected flinch. And also, it's user without the s because I made that oh, mistake earlier. <laughs> Don't make me get the golden skull out. Nobody wants that. No, I do. <laughs> no, you do. He's in, he's in Turkestan at the moment. He's having a rest. Oh dear. Yeah. You're going to fly him over, especially to appear I, on the screen. I might have to call him. Yeah, um, but he, he's having a rest in Turkestan with his half brother, half sister. Um, so yeah, he's, he's doing his thing there. Is that the silver skull then? No, golden, golden, always golden. No, his mm. sister slash brother. <laughs> no, 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 no. Uh, I think he just thinks he's got, he's got a stick, and I think he thinks that's his half brother and half sister. So he's a bit confused. He's a bit confused. So, 
Anyway, should we get, should we get yes, on with this? Yes, I, did. <laughs> I did enjoy your, before we start on the games, I did enjoy your um, 10 questions that you did with Evo Healer, the live 10 questions thing that you did. Uh, yeah. A different, a different twist on it. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I think everybody seems to have taken to that very well. Um, incredibly so. Um, I, I think everybody kind of really latched onto it. Um, but the reason why I did it was because you kind of see like Cajonas Del Oro doing the serious stuff and other people do that. And I just, like I say, um, Evo was the first person to go to because he just doesn't take anything seriously at all. So I, I love the guy. I think he's great. So he was my first go to guy. Um, but I'm going to be doing it again. So um, who's the next guest? We just don't know. We just don't know. My last guest was Evil Healer as well. Well, before Stuart, the one, Monday's guest was Evil Healer, so that's. I did actually he, watch. It was yeah. pretty good. Yeah, um, yeah. He, he had a he had a crazed uh, love for everything in that. To be honest, yeah, he's great. Such a blast. <laughs> yeah, he's great. Yeah, go watch Giles. Giles is awesome. Go watch yeah. him. Just a couple of comments to get out of the way before we start on the games, because um, I'm aware of missed a few comments. Um, Chris Shanks in the room. Yeah, he said, "David, you're a grunt, grumpy cunt." So <laughs> <laughs> only because I look like you. He I do did. look like Chris. I just need a bigger tash. I need a bigger I tash. Am. Boom! I am Chris Shanked. It's like if you to, um, I don't know if you go to Blackpool or not, but if you used to meet up at Blackpool, it would be like you're in a whole hall of mirrors. <laughs> I really, <laughs> really want to go, but I'm working, so uh, I think it's probably best that I don't go, just in case I, I creep somebody out or, or I end up sleeping with somebody. So it's probably for the best. You never see them in the same place. No. Same place. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even know where he lives. We're probably the same person. I've got like a bipolar thing going off, and I've you know I've got a different life somewhere else. So who knows? Yeah. Yeah, our, our good pal Evil Hill has been commenting as well, saying, I love the technical sigil whistle. I don't know, I don't know what that is. <laughs> oh, look at them chops. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Evo, I love your chops. Uh, uh, MJ still here. Hi, Malk. Hey, hey Malk. He says, hello, Dave. You're mad, but incredibly likable, young man. Love your work. Thank you. Somebody <laughs> has to be. Evil Hill again. Fucking hell, you are dredging the bottom of the barrel now. Haha, <laughs> what a cock. <laughs> Do you know what? It's just because you haven't bummed me yet. You've just got to get round to me. You've bummed everyone else except this. It's a virgin hole. It's mine. It's all mine. My goodness, what must outsiders think of this conversation? <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, is, is it supposed to be PG, this? Because I think I've ruined it already. Sorry. It's not, no, it's after the watershed. <laughs> oh, right. Cunty bollocks. Yay. Um, no, I've got to say... Fuck, fuck yes. Um, <laughs> sorry, Harryak. Uh, full name. I'm going to say your full name all the time now. So, Harryak. It's, it's actually Harold Rutherford Yak. Oh, is it? Sorry. Oh, is that why I keep hearing that? Yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> and finally... <laughs> we'll, we'll get some more comments later on, but finally, um, Gashead said the last time he saw Dave was topless and uh, in a bath. That's very true. That is very true. Yeah, I was having a shit in my bath. We'll leave that open to the interpretation of uh, <laughs> it was all it was all nipples and all all hair and everything else in between. So, John, yeah. John, yes. can we get onto the games, please? It's <laughs> rather disturbing. Yes, the, the first game. <laughs> He's bringing it up, not me. I'm, I'm just, I'm just here. <laughs> Actually, I didn't bring it up. It was Gashead that brought it up. <laughs> right, let's get serious now. <clears throat> Game number one, 
Broken Sword, Shadow of the Templars. Yeah, yeah. I, I, to be honest, Shadow of the Templars, the Broken Sword one, um, I think, I mean, the actual, like, the actual production of it, I think, is fantastic, and, and it's one of the greatest point-and-click games ever created, in my mind, anyway. Um, and I, I just think the way that uh, the music works, the music's great, and the fact that they did the Templar stuff before anybody else, and nobody seems to remember that. You know, they were the first guys who did that properly, and the sort of before it, and 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 it's got some of the great, the greatest intro ever. A clown turns up to a cafe and bombs it, and it's just like, yeah, figure out why the fuck that happened. And it's great. You go all the way around the world, and you have no idea it's got to do with the Templars, unless you looked at the box, obviously. But it's it's an awesome game, um, and. To be honest, I don't think they ever really kind of touched on it. They did the smoking mirror, which is pretty cool. Uh, I think it was the Incans on that, or is it? It was Aztecs or something on that one. Never really liked that one as much, but um, but that was pretty cool. I liked that one. Um, and the third one was the one with Excalibur, and I can't remember what that one was called. Was it Sleeping Dragon? You're probably asking the wrong person. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, that one I didn't really like, and, and I never played the the Angel of Darkness one. That one passed me by. But to be honest, though, I think the guy is it Rolf Saxon, the guy who did uh, George Stobart. I think he's got a great voice, and um, I just think it's a great story. If you if you ever really want to play a great point and click adventure, go and play that. Uh, people die uh, by a, a weirdly dressed villain. He, he you know not to ruin it, but he's great and. Uh, yeah, play it. You know, you you would think I would know this game because point and click adventures are my kind of joint favorite genre of all time. Yeah, <laughs> you do. You yeah. got to play it. It's it's yeah. awesome. It's brilliant. Yeah, myself and uh, and um, Novabug were on uh, the Chris Shanks live podcast a mm. few weeks ago, and that was a it was a point and click adventure special. Mm. Uh, um, I can't remember if this one got brought up or not. Chris may have mentioned it. I'm not too sure. Yeah, it's it's really good. I, I had it on the PS1 because my PC was a bit shit at the time anyway. But uh, yeah, I, I I adored it, and it's just the first part of the whole game as well. Even before the clown bombs it, it's um, it's like it basically it's a crow watching you, and its eye blinks, and it's just the whole imagery of it. It's really cool. It's really good. So uh, I definitely recommend to play that one. I'd take that with me to the island definitely. Well, as I like point-and-click adventures, I would, uh, it's definitely something I bet I'd look out for. Hopefully yeah, man. I'll play yeah. it soon. Yeah, man. Play it. Play it. Get it in. Play it. Yes. And if I do get it, I will do a gameplay. You should. Yeah. You, you have to. That is actually... Everybody should see you play that game now. Everybody. <laughs> everybody. Cool. The next game on your list is a role-playing game called Dark Souls. It's an action, <laughs> an action role-playing game. Mm. Yeah, a bit of a personal story on that one. It got me through one of the worst times of my life, and I adored it. It was great. Um, it's um, it's one of these games that's a lesson in sadism. It's beautiful. It's just you die because you've got to keep going, and you have to figure out what the next bit is, and you've got to fucking do it. And uh, it's brilliant. Um, it's one of these games that's very... It's Japanese, but... If you try and explain it to somebody, it's very difficult to try and say, yes, it's a great game. But yeah, you got to play that. It's brilliant. 
What system was that for again? It was on 360, and it was on the PS3 as well. And I think it was on the PC, but the PC one was botched. It wasn't very good, apparently. They didn't do very good. Hold on a minute, hold on a minute. I thought this was the Retro on Limb Network. I That's said that. Game. I said that, and I asked him, and he said it was all right. Yeah, <laughs> well, okay, up until... No, I blame, <laughs> I blame Woodland for this, because um, up until a few weeks ago, it was Retro, and then Woodland picked all new games... But, Although I had to take some responsibility for that as well because I didn't tell him off. <laughs> <laughs> I did. I did. I did ask though, Harry. I did ask. You did ask. You have. I did ask. I said I think that's a bit too new. That's a bit too new. Well, that's okay as long as you've got permission from Mr. Latimer. Thank you, sir. Yeah, it's. Um, but I would have to take that with me. I would have to take that game with me because it's got some of the greatest monsters ever and. It tells you nothing of how to play it, and you've got to figure the fucker out. And it's just one of them old school games. In a way, it's a retro game because, like these old RPGs you uh, used to get, where it kind of goes, "Here you go, you're a bloke, deal with it." And you're just like, well, "What do I do?" And he just goes, "Fuck you," and you die. And it's just like, "Why have I died?" Because somebody set you on fire, and then you have to kind of figure it out. And you're just like, "Well, why did I set on fire?" And you learn, and it's it's just. It's an experience. You got to play it. It's awesome. Yes, it sounds bloody good. It is awesome. <laughs> it's awesome, man. You got to play it. It is really, really good. Have you played it before? I've, I've not, and this is I always get shown off in these um, shows because half the games that people pick, I'm like, I've not played it. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm so, slowly building a list of games I have to play before I die. Yeah, Dark Souls is definitely one of them. I've got the sequel at the moment. Um, I'm enjoying it, but there's a part of me that kind of knows what I'm expecting. So, you know, I kind of know how it works now. But the first one, I must have got stuck on one part for three days solid. I could not get past it. And I just kept on plowing through it for three days solid. And I, I don't regret any any of it. That's the weird thing about it. It's just one of them games that you kind of go... I fucking love that because you just like yes, I figured it out. I feel <laughs> such a man. And um, we are, we are going to go back retro now. You've yes, been pleased to know we see it. Yes, Missy, we're going. Sorry, Harry, don't don't hurt me. Hooray! <laughs> don't hurt me. And we're going all the way back to 1994, and it's a game called Burn Cycle. Yes, Burn Cycle. Everybody knows I love this game like some crazy mongoloid. Um, yeah, Burn Cycle was a game when I was around nine years old, and uh, it's, a, it's, it's a point and click adventure, but it's one of the FMV adventures on the Philips CDI, of all things. Yeah. And um, you get infected with a virus, and your brain is being slowly eaten inside out, and you've got to stop it, and you've just got to figure it out. And, um, I mean, it, it looks pretty dog rough now, to be honest. It's got some really bad acting, but you know when something's bad, but you love it, you know? Yeah. Uh, but that's that's mine, and there's always a game in everybody's collection. Like, my best friend, Stefan, who does my nostalgia trips with me, he loves Space Harrier 2, and he says all the other versions of Space Harrier are wrong. But it's just... One of those games for me, Burn Cycle's mine. If anybody says it's shit, they're wrong. And I can't tell you why, because it's just something that I played and I loved it. And uh, it's just got a cool, cool style to it. You know, like the 90s style of it. Everything's all angular. The music's very techno and very 90s. Um, 
there's some cool bits where they kind of think that the internet is actually this giant construct. So it's like made of memories and they've got this really cool idea of how the internet works, apart from it being just full of porn. And it's really cool. And um, if people played it now, they'd probably think it was shit and they'd be like, what is this? And um, for me, it's just, I, I adore it. And uh, yeah. Wait a minute, there's porn on the internet? <laughs> I think so. I think so. I, I, I wouldn't know. Why, is, why has nobody told me this? <laughs> John, the internet yeah. is for porn. It what? is for porn. I, I've heard, I've heard rumours. Guess what I'm doing after the show. <laughs> I'm going to be listening to David Yakum. <laughs> <laughs> good boy, good boy. <laughs> Are you going to be talking about football all the way through it? No, we're going to have some porn as well. Yes. <laughs> yeah, I was. I was getting, uh, with regarding uh, Burn Cycle, I was kind of disappointed and yet excited at the same time when I was researching it earlier, mm. because I was disappointed because I thought it was going to be a racing game. No, <laughs> no, it's not. But um, then, it's, then excited when I found out it was a point-and-click adventure game. <laughs> Did you think it was like Grand Theft Auto, where, where you literally set bikes on fire, burn cycles? <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, thought, I thought burn as in burn rubber, you know. Nah, no, it's nothing like that. I think it actually does have a meaning somewhere. Mm. I think it's about like you know, like when you when you burn a CD and it's yeah. the actual burn cycle of it. I don't know the actual terminology. I'm not I'm not IT, uh, but it's something to do with that. I think. Uh, Quick, get Stu back on. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's it's a great. I I I I loved it, and uh, I don't have a reason why I loved it. So. So that that is your reason because you loved it. It is. I loved it. Yeah. Yeah. That is as the second point and click adventure game, game that I have to get on my list. Yes. I, guess, I yes. guess the reason it passed me by is because it was on CDI. And it came out on the PC, um, yeah. but it wasn't very good, apparently. So. Uh, oh, the PC is getting a bit of a bad rap tonight. It is, actually. <laughs> on two of my, yeah, sorry, everyone. If you're a PC gamer, don't hurt me. <laughs> I don't play. The only game I've played. Um, religiously on the PC in the last 10 years as football manager. <laughs> I ain't a football fan. I, I couldn't tell you, you know, all, all I know is it's a ball and you kick it. That's about as much. Somebody mentioned offside or a goal kick, I couldn't even tell you. Um, uh, Liverpool, Liverpool United, do they exist? Yeah. Yeah. They, they, they exist. <laughs> right, okay, I'm, I'm with it. Yeah, I'm with it. Right, okay. Um, what about what's, I heard apparently though Marlon Brando played football, is that right? Um, Harry, <laughs> don't know. Marlon Brando, the actor. No, okay. No. Is it Marlon Herwood? Marlon Herwood. All right. Well, is he uh, is he from Sheffield or is he from is he from Doncaster? Where's he from? I'm not sure. I could look it up though. I'm not that bothered. <laughs> Sean Bean. Played... I am. <laughs> Sean Bean played for Sheffield United. He did. He did. Yeah. yeah. Sheffield Steel. Yeah. Nobody. Nobody can diss that man. There's a fish and chip shop in Sheffield. Based upon that man, and you can be, you can actually buy a fish and chip meal that's based on Game of Thrones. Oh, class! Yes. Marlon, Marlon Herwood has played for a variety of teams, and none of them is Sheffield. <laughs> I I feel I feel saddened by this fact. He's played for Bristol. He's played for Bristol, has he? Mm. Oh, all right, okay. I've been in Sheffield once. <laughs> Did yeah, to see a Metallica gig in 2009. Oh, right. Oh, yeah, because yeah, cause we talked yeah. about that. Yeah, because I was at that same gig and you were probably there. And uh, yeah, oh, uh, You better not have been the guy that stole my seat. 
<laughs> no, I wasn't. I was I was actually right in the middle, and uh, I remember when they played one, and it was just really fucking hot. That was like the flame. Yeah, yeah. fucking really? roasting. Yeah, yeah, and I was just like, whoa. And I was just thought, if it's hot here in the top bit, what the fuck is it like down there for those people at the front? And yeah. I remember the guy, the drummer, is it Lars Ulrich? Yes. He fell over a balloon. Yes. <laughs> and did and did Odie fell over as well? Yes, 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 he did. See, I knew you were at that one. Yes. There we go. Absolute twat. To uh. <laughs> me or the guy that fell? No, the guy who fell. Not oh, you. No. <laughs> so when we get into the stadium, the, the stadium, the arena, yeah, uh, we're a bit lost for wear, to be fair. But we went um, down to find our seats because we had seat tickets, unfortunately. Mm. And um, there's people sitting on our seats. Uh, but ah. we, couldn't, we couldn't get them to move, so we had to stand in the aisle, and the stairs kept trying to get us to go to our seats, but we couldn't go to our seats, so we were <laughs> pissed off. Should have, told, should have told somebody to get them to move. I mean, there was somebody who was sat where we was, yeah. and uh, like I said, with Stefan, he was there, and he just went, Oi, fucking move, and he did. That was it. That's all he had to say, so, uh, yeah. We did, we did get them to move eventually, but it was maybe about six songs in by the time they moved. It was a great gig, though. I enjoyed really? it. Grab. I've got I've got it live on I've I downloaded it for the no, yeah, I remember you saying yeah. actually. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, it was it was a great gig, I enjoyed it. Um yeah. Oh, sorry, should we get on with the show there? Sorry. <laughs> oh we did oh we're doing a show, yes. Yeah, sorry, let's get on with that. <laughs> we're on to game number four and it's only twenty five past nine, so we're, we're doing we're not doing too bad. Not doing too bad. The next game is quite a famous game, I think. Future Cop, L A P D. Yeah, yeah, I genuinely Love that game. Um, everybody who knows me, I have a bit of a robot. I can't speak. A robot fetish. Um, I love anything to do with robots. So, um, BattleTech, Mech Warrior, um, the Transformers, um, Future Cop, LAPD. Because you just be like a hovercraft, and then all of a sudden you just be like L1R1, boom, and then you just be turning into a robot, and you're just like, yes, look at me with my mighty <laughs> robot powers. Fuck you. And, um, yeah, I loved it for that. And it had a great... There's the picture. Uh, Harry just put it up, actually. It had a, a, a... It was a... I think it was called Police Precinct or something like that. Precinct mode. And you had to fight against this guy called the Sky Captain. And uh, you just have to keep sending out waves of enemies against one another. And oh, it's just... I want it back. I want that game to come back. It was a. Um, it was that. Do you remember the Strike series? Uh, Urban Strike, Jungle Strike, yes, Desert Strike. Yes. Well, Future Cop LAPD was the follow-up to that. That was its spiritual successor. And really? Yes, it was. And apparently they were going to call it Future Strike, but they got to the very last minute and then changed the name. So if it, I mean, I think if it had stuck with Future Strike, maybe it may have been carrying on now because of the Strike series. I don't know. But I don't think... See, see, when I just said that to you, did you even know it was part of that series or the spiritual no. success? No, well, you've, you've amazed me. I'm, I'm, I'm now wanting it. Yeah, and it, uh, it, it, when you play it, you'll be like, it's it's the Strike series, and it's just so like it. And, oh, man, it's just an amazing game. Um, you probably can find it cheap as well, but there is a sad part of me that wishes it had come back. I really do. Especially just like the whole Strike series, just somebody to do it properly again, you know. Well, yeah. Funnily enough, uh, I made uh, I made uh, Mega Drive Monday 
video three videos in a row a few, uh, few weeks back. I done the all the strike series on the on the Mega Drive, mm. and uh, one of the comments I said on it was, uh, "If ever a game should be remade, it's this one." Yeah, yeah, you're right. It needs it does need to come back in a way because it was simple, it was fast paced, and you know it was just a lot of fun. Uh, future, I mean, I keep calling it Future Strike sometimes, but Future Cop, Future Cop. If it if it had just had that strike bit on the end, I think it would have really done well. But I don't know. I think they got scared. I think they got scared, and um, I don't know. It, it just I, it just evokes some great times. I mean, when you play like a like a versus mode against you and your mate, it can last for like half an hour at a time. It just and it goes in the blink of an eye. I mean, that's a great multiplayer game. If you can play a game that basically eats up your time, and uh, there it is. I mean, look at look at that robot. That is, awesome. that is awesome. Look at that. It is fantastic. And as soon as you press that L1 and R1 button, it makes this electrical kind of transformery robot transform noise. And I could just keep pressing the fucking buttons constantly, just like yes, yes. And um, oh, I loved it. It was awesome. It was really cool, and uh, go buy it. Go buy it. If everybody keeps buying the damn thing, maybe they might bring it back. I think it's on the PS3 in a some kind of capacity. Is it? Is it? Is it PS Plus? I don't know. P- it, uh, PS uh, Network Plus. Ah, Network. PS Network. Yeah, oh, I'm an Xbox man myself, so I know it exists on there. Yeah. But um, yeah, it, it's oh, it's the sex. That's probably the best thing I can say. It's it, it's the sex. <laughs> Sexy biscuits. <laughs> Sexy biscuits, as the Lones boy would say. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, it's it's really cool. It's a lot of fun. Um, the story mode isn't much, and it knows it isn't. And I remember if you play it in a certain way, or you get to a certain point, you can actually unlock a level that's like full of rainbows and caterpillars and butterflies, so that it all just changes. And uh, it's a lot of fun. It is really. Rolling it. Next time I've got some spare money, I'll go on it on my PlayStation Network and I shall download it. You're going to be buying a lot of games. Uh, <laughs> see where time this Desert Island Games is finished. I'm going to set up a you need to win the lottery. Yes. We need to set up a Kickstarter for Desert Island Games. Yes, indeed. Yes. <laughs> yeah, and, and John can buy everything he's ever wanted, including yes. more. You don't want to know what stuff I, the kind of stuff that I want. <laughs> <sighs> Eating eggs of a hooker's stomach. That's exactly what you want to do. Boom. Yeah, but cream eggs. Cream oof. <laughs> well, I didn't before, but now you mention it. I would have fried eggs of a hooker's stomach. I definitely have that. I think we better move on before this gets a bit too long. It's a bit scheme. And we're on to game five already. Wow. Hey, we've, 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 yeah. there's no waffle on this, is there? No waffle. I'll try and waffle through this one. What we got? <laughs> Civilization, Revolution. Oh, yes, what a game. Yeah, waffle, I can, waffle, waffle. <laughs> I was unemployed when I bought this. Um, yeah, I lost my job um, back in 2009. And you could afford uh, to buy a game? Do you know what? I actually went on eBay, and I, this is the story. I actually looked for the, the English spelling of Civilization. And I found it cheap, because they spell it with an S, which is how we spell it, but they spelled the game with a Z. So when I looked for it with an S, I managed to find it cheap. So I got it for something like seven quid when it was practically new, because nobody was spelling it that way. So I got it relatively cheap. And uh, yeah, and uh, I 
I, I was never really a big fan of Civ, you know, like the Civ series. Like, um, my missus has actually bought Civ 3, and I, could, I couldn't actually tell her how to play it. I wanted to tell her how to play it, but I couldn't because there was just, it's so thick and dense. I mean, there's just too much shit to deal with. And I never played Civ 1 when it came out, because when it first came out for me, I think I must have been like 9 or 10. And at that age, you don't really want to fuck around with anything that complicated unless you've got no friends and you know you've got fuck all to do with your time um, look at me being judgy um, but yeah you know it's it, the, the Civ Rev game it was almost as if they kind of just took a lot of the shit out of it and made it a lot simpler um, and I, like the characters are really bar- the only thing that annoyed me with it was is when a character comes up they speak in Simlish you know, like in the Sim games. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, and you're just like, shut up. I actually, my, because I was living at my mum's at the time, because I was playing it late at night, the rest of it was quiet, until one of them went, like that, and then they actually told me to stop playing it, because I played it that fucking much. They just went, David, you've been playing this. It's 6 o'clock in the evening until 2 o'clock in the morning. Turn the fucking thing off. <laughs> and they just... And I went, I went, is it really that time? And that's the greatness of it. Every time you play it, it's different. Same as... I, I mean, I wanted to take XCOM with me, but I didn't... I kind of left that to the wayside. Because I think Civ has got a lot more to it, Civ Rev. Interesting. Incidentally, that um, language, language you were talk, talking about um, in Sims is very similar to Glaswegian. <laughs> is it? <laughs> 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 Sorry, I did uh, interrupt you. Really <laughs> <laughs> I think it's just Sheffield, I think. Um, but yeah, a good mate of mine, he's actually from Corby. Have you ever heard of Corby? Mm. Yeah. yeah. There's a... There's a there's a Rangers, uh, well, I think there's a Rangers supporters club down in Corby. Yeah, it's there. probably why I understand you yeah. so well, because he's yeah. from Corby, and whenever I've gone down there, they've all got mock Scottish accents. It's really yeah. weird, so you've got to either hear it or, or you die. You know, it's like you've got to try and hear it and catch on to it, or you're fucked. F-U-K-T fucked. Um, so, yeah. Um, where was I? Siv. Yeah, Siv Riff. Uh, yeah, it's about to cut. You're, you're, you're saying something, Neil, you're starting to tell a story, I think I interrupted you, about buying it when you were, when you were unemployed. Yeah, no, I think, yeah, I, think uh, I kind of got to the end of that. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, I mean, I must... And the thing is, I actually got my girlfriend to play Civ Rev, uh, and she fucking adored it. And if you want an easy way into Civ, I mean properly, and understand the core concepts of how it works and what you do, go for Civ Rev because that's the best stepping stone and it's pretty it's fun and I think it was free on Xbox Live a bit ago I don't know if it's now oh, I missed it. yeah it was free yeah they were selling if you had Xbox Live Gold uh, they were giving it away for free um, but yeah it's it's just easy to pick up and play and uh, yeah I, I don't have anything else really to say about it but it, that got me through unemployment that, that and Gears yeah, 2 nah. That reminds me, talking about Xbox Live, um, for anybody that, that doesn't know it, there, there's a free Xbox Live trial this weekend for, for gold, for anybody that's not got it. So that's when all the twats go and play Halo and, and ruin yeah. it for everyone else. Yeah, yeah. pretty much. Yeah. It's, it's a good game, actually, to pick for a, uh, for a desert island, because you can 
play the game and, and then you can be inspired to build your own civilization on exactly yeah and yeah. you can kill all the barbarians start your own civ you know like your own civilization and uh, tax everybody and uh, and then nuke everyone and go into space to Alpha Centauri when you've done so yeah um, I, it, it, there's different ways to win it as well, which I, and that's and that to me. I mean, when I was trying to figure that out, that was really cool. Um, like the fact, one way to win is to pretty much bankrupt everyone else and become the world economic power, or you can pretty much build the UN, so the United Nations, and win that way. So you're like the diplomatic center of the world, or you can just fuck off and go to space. And just start a new civilization somewhere else. And I know they made a spin-off, didn't they? Alpha Centauri or something, I think. I think. Yeah. <laughs> I've just realised um, I've been neglecting the comments. Oh, go on. Yeah, go, on. Yeah. go on. I don't know why Evil Healer has said Jeremy Paxman, but it has. <laughs> oh, you prick. <laughs> it Is thinks that I look like Jeremy Paxman. Ah, that's who you look like. I knew it. You're a cross between Jeremy Paxman and Chris Shanked. That's it. I, I am Chris <laughs> Paxman now. You look more like Ian Brody to me. <laughs> Thanks, man. Do you know who that is? I do know the name, yeah. <laughs> right, I'll get a picture of him for you. Go on, go on. I, I, I do know the name. Go on. I don't, I don't have my own face. That's the thing. I'm like a balloon. I could be anything. Go on, carry on with the, go, on, go on, carry on with the comments. Yeah, go on. Oh, SWE Gamer... Raz is here. Uh, he's hey, man. <laughs> Thanks, mate, for doing the 10 question uh, answers for me. But um, he's wondering if this is live because he's, he says he's on crack and he can't understand what's now and what's then. <laughs> well, yeah. well, that's all i got to say as well. Chris Shanks said his hair shaved off, so you don't look like him anymore. Oh, Chris. Why do you do this? Oh no! That's no. you. That is not me. <laughs> so if if I if I decide to have a complete and utter mental breakdown, <laughs> oh, I go blind. Come on, I would be ins- I would be insulted if I was you. <laughs> Thanks, man. Hey, did you know Ian Brody watches this stream? He's gonna hunt you down now. <laughs> I think Hi. get in the line. Everybody wants to get me. Bloody hell. Thanks, man. I love you. You're welcome. <laughs> I'll send the golden skull after you. In fact, I've got my gun. Fucking, fucking prick. Oh, no, no. Don't shoot. <laughs> Yow. No. No bug wants to know who the next infected Flint's interviewee is. You will have to find out in the future. Yes. <laughs> we'll get Dylan Barry in the house. He's saying, I don't know why he's saying and what. And then sorry, sorry, I lo- love the phrase. Sorry, what? Sorry, I love that phrase. What 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 phrase? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> well, whatever that phrase. You fucking love that phrase. I love it with you. W- what was the phrase, John? Um, and pass. what? And what? Well, that was the phrase. Okay. All right. Don't put his face up. It's freaking me out. I don't want that. Take it down. John, I have news. Din P yeah. says that Rangers supporters club has closed down. Who said that? 
Dimp. Dimp is somebody who is a good mate of mine. He's the one from Corby. So it's because uh, I've mentioned Corby, he pipes up. Prick. Well, that, that's actually quite apt because Rangers nearly closed down as well. <laughs> yeah. um, Stuart, who was on earlier on, says Broken Sword this week. And yeah, I replied, like and I replied, and but so are you. So are you. Oh, you are a charmer. You yeah. are a charmer. What a smoothie. What's the yak? <laughs> Dylan Bar- Barry came in again saying, I hear a yak. And Harry Yak went, moo. <laughs> <laughs> moo. Ah, T-Rex Space Station is here. Hey, man. Hi, T. Hi, T-Rex. He said that he struggled to get into Dark Souls. He kept getting dicked over and over again. That's the point. Yes. That's the point. <laughs> get dicked on. Carry on. Harry replied to that as well, saying, I'm weary of getting Dark Souls. Make it sucked into it like I have Skyrim. Oh, Harry, you need yeah. to play it, man. You need to play it. Will that it change will, my life? It will change your life for the better. <laughs> Sorry, I keep saying his face. Should <laughs> <laughs> we keep it there? <laughs> I don't want to... S- oh, oh I, 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 it's like I'm looking in a mirror. <laughs> but no, dude, you need to play it. it. It's one of these games... If you're strong enough to get through it, you will feel enriched. Enriched. Strong okay. enough. Hmm. I'll just get to free war out of the way and then we'll go back to it. So Novabug says, Burn Cycle 1 for the console snob to review. No, he will ruin it for everyone. <laughs> like he always does. He can't ruin my childhood. <laughs> and also, did I hear Burning Rubber? Yeah. <laughs> no, no, that's just that's just my bubbling farts. <laughs> Hold on a minute. Oh, that was a bit delayed. I liked it though. I liked Thank it. you, Ringo. <laughs> and Evo Healer says Sharp is a bellend. Who's Sharp? Pat Sharp, as in Sheffield Steel. As in, as in, uh, yeah, as in um, Sean Bean. Sharp. Yeah. <sighs> Yeah, because I asked him who would win in a fight between Sharp and the Terminator. And, uh, That's right, so you did. Yeah. Terminator, obviously. No! 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 Because Sharp can come up with his cannon. Boom! Like that, with his little bit of cannonball. It would take a, lot more, take a lot more than a cannon to call the Terminator. Yes, Terminators are indestructible. But, in, but Sharp, Sharp can stab him. Hmm... That's his stab in motion. <laughs> He'll just mould back into place again, though. <laughs> I no, had it. That's, that's the T... That, well, that, is it T-800 or T-1000? Which is yeah. it? Which one are we going for? T-1000. I, I, I was I'm, going for T-800. I'm, I was going for T-800. So I, 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 was, I should have really refined the question. Uh, Mr. Yak, well, Hello. got you. Arnie is on WWE Raw on Monday night. Is he? Yes, wow. yes. I'll have to set my VCR for that. PCR. <laughs> yes. Anyway, we better kind of, better kind of well, I went back 20 years. Where am I? Oh. This is retroonlim.com. You're not allowed to have DVD recorders. <laughs> you have to have VHS players. Yes, yes. So. It's the law. Shall we do game number six? <laughs> yes, I do think so. Carry on. Carry on. I've got my gun now. Carry on. Yeah. <laughs> Crazy, crazy Ivan. Crazy Ivan. Crazy Ivan. Yeah, Crazy Ivan. Yeah, robot related again. Yeah, Crazy Ivan. Robots. 
Uh, I love my robots. Yeah, the Crazy Ivan one um, was made by Cynosis. Um, yeah. The great ones, the great ones. Yeah. And uh, Crazy Ivan was about this um, Russian who was a sociopath and he'd been incarcerated. And these aliens decide to invade Earth. Um, and basically they send him in in this giant robot. And the first part of the intro is he's actually bored off his tits in this uh, rocket launcher thing that they're going to send him off in, so like to basically propel him into where he needs to go. And um, he just goes, I'm bored. And he says, right, I'm going. And he basically tells them, basically, get this shit together or it'll blow them up just because, you know, things aren't going right. And it's one of the weirdest scenes ever, but... It's a great, great game, and uh, the robot was called a, co a Cossack, mm. and uh, it was just—it's just—it's a first-person shooter game. That's all it is. It's not true mech, but it's um, yeah. As you can see from what, what's on there right now, the the robots themselves were fucking nuts. They were really nuts that you had to fight, and um, yeah, it was a lot of fun. Uh, it was just mindless violence, just for the sake of violence. And sometimes you gotta do that kind of thing, haven't you? Really. Yeah. What system was this for? It was on the Saturn and the PS1. Uh, which version did you have? I had the PS1. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I think I had a demo of it, I remember. And I basically just decided, yeah, I'm going to buy that. And I saved a lot of my pocket money up for it, and I uh, bought it. Um, I bought it from the Debenhams in Sheffield. And that was a long time ago, uh, because they don't do that anymore now. Um, so, yeah, I remember buying that game with pounds and pennies. Oh. <laughs> uh, that's going back a few years, though. So, yeah, and it, that probably, it's not a great game, but probably that's why it has more nostalgia for me more than anything. So, yeah, the, the robot aspect to it is, I, I, I loved it. So, yeah, that's why it's there. I can just imagine you now running down the streets with your pocket money all saved up. <laughs> Dad, take me to the shop. Dad, Dad. Yeah, uh, I was crazy with it. Yeah, and I played it quite a lot. It was a lot of fun. I enjoyed it. Excellent. What, uh, so you had it for the PS1? I did, yeah. You did, did you have a Sega Saturn? I do, yes. I, I did, never had one at the time back in the day. I've got a Sega Saturn now. Um, which is over there. I'm just looking over there. You can't see that, but it's it's over there. Um, but yeah, I got a Sega Saturn. Um, strange little system. I know a lot of people had a lot of crazy love for it. Yes. Um, and I can understand why that crazy love came about. The Sega Saturn doesn't have a big place in my heart, but the one that Sega did do that had a bit of a place in my heart was the Dreamcast. Yeah. Uh, looking back at that, it was something that really should have got its its do's because it had so many great ideas that thing yeah. and it just died died on its ass. I mean it had a built in modem it had I mean that, a built in modem I mean most consoles do that now you know being able to connect wirelessly you, you, you had you had it had a microphone you could speak into I mean the connect doing that now yeah. um, online play uh, just really I, I mean it had an analog stick I mean I don't know when the dual. When did the Dual Shot come out on Dual Dual Shot? Oh, that was about 1998, 99, something like that. So it was around the same time. Yeah, I mean that that pad um, was. I mean, you can kind of see it's a bit of a precursor for the Xbox in a way. Um, the VMU units. I mean, I think that's still a great idea, and I wish we had something like that now with that whole thing. So, 
but the Saturn was never my thing. It was never my thing. Um, when I look back, and I remember Dave Webster making a video about it, actually saying, like, I wish I hadn't been a narrow-minded fool, you know, like we were consoles were concerned. You know, like PS1 or, Se or Sega Saturn or N64, and you had to kind of, like, show your banners and your flags for what you were more yeah. loyal to. I think it's a silly way to do things. Um, it's, 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 it's just it's not... Not sensible, really, is it? No, I was a play I was a Sony man. You were Sony man. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I I I had a, a Sony PlayStation. I was really lucky, actually. Um, I had it when it was back when it was first released back in the day, because my dad used to travel a lot. Um, do you remember FINA, the petrol stations? FINA. Um, maybe it wasn't. I was Scotland. I don't recognise the name. Well, there used to be FINA petrol stations, and he collected all the points. There was like a points scheme that you had. And because he travelled a lot, he managed to collect them all and got a free PlayStation 1. Cool. <laughs> yeah, That's it was cool. really cool, and uh, it was one of the best Christmases ever. I remember playing um, Discworld 1 on there, which is another point-and-click adventure game. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that was on there, and that was on a demo disc, and I just remember just having Eric Idle constantly telling me, that doesn't work. That doesn't work. That doesn't... Well, tell me what to fucking do. That doesn't work. Oh, all right, okay. Oh, it's frustrating. No, no clues. And it's just like, right, was I supposed to read every fucking Discworld novel before I started this? And it's like, yes. Yes. <laughs> yes. So, yeah, bit of a nightmare, that one. We better move on to the next game. Um, and it's the second last game. Uh, Dungeon Keeper. Dungeon Keeper, yeah. I mean, they've ruined it now, let's be honest. They've destroyed that now with the mobile version, which is an absolute sad state of affairs. But yeah, I I loved the fact that they... I remember it, because Bullfrog were doing all really sensible games. and Yeah, and I think the last big nasty game they did before that was Syndicate. Yeah. And oh, yeah. They kind of just went off onto like you know theme hospital, theme park, and then I think they just went fuck it, let's just do something really nasty and horrible. And then Dungeon Keeper came about, and I just think it's a great management game. It's it's got some great characters, and it's addictive. And one of the things I loved about it as well was because on the Windows 95 version. This is going back a few years. But on the Windows 95 version, if you played it on a certain day of the year, it opened up new levels. Right. And I just thought, that's amazing. You know, that blew my tiny little mind when I was younger. And, you know, it's something stupid. It's just like, I think if you played it on Peter Molyneux's birthday, you got a secret level. Wow. Yeah, I mean, that, that to me was like... Crazy, so yeah, um, Dungeon Keeper, and I think the graphics were great for the day, and I lost a lot of hours to that. I never played it online against anybody though, which I wish I had done. Oh my god, that is yeah, but yeah, I, it was a lot of fun. I enjoyed, I enjoyed Dungeon Keeper. I'm, I haven't played the mobile version, but I have heard enough to know how bad that is. Well, stay away from the mobile version, folks. There you go. You you do that. Everyone do top that. Top tip. Top tip. <laughs> we always get top tips on this show. Well, it's got to come from somewhere, hasn't it? Yeah. So, um, so your last game already. Already. Just as a, I was about to read it, I pressed the button and took it off my screen. There it is. Uh, <laughs> I like the, when you sent me these games uh, via PM and Facebook. 
Mm. Uh, you tried to put a number. This happens to me all the time. Yeah, and he came out as a smiley it's face. That's the way the face is sunglasses because that's a, that's the. <laughs> the yeah, bracket. eight with a bracket. Yeah, I was just like fucking. <laughs> but yeah. I know what you meant. Medieval. <laughs> medieval. Yeah, yeah. Uh, medieval is one of. Do you know what? Have you noticed that a lot of my games are games I wish that could come back? Have you noticed yeah. that? Yeah, I don't know what's a pattern here. Yeah, I know there's a pattern for my games that I wish. The thing is, and I've noticed this, if they came back, there'd be a part of me that goes, nah, that's not same. You know what I mean? I'd just yeah. be like, oh, that's, that's not what I remember. What is this? Like with Dungeon Keeper, they brought that back. It's like, no, that's not Dungeon Keeper. Get, get it away from me. It's filthy. Filth. But like with Medieval, the first and the second one, even the PSP version was really good. I enjoyed the PSP version, but Medieval, the first one, it just had... I mean, it was... The weird thing about it was, right, and it still kind of boggles my mind, the guys who made it were the guys who made James Pond. That was a cool game. Yeah, and you kind of go, James Pond, Medieval they're nowhere near and it was almost as if they kind of because I think apparently if I read rightly they were making the game and Sony noticed it and they went well that looks interesting and they just basically bought them up there and then and they just took them away and just said right make medieval and do it any way you wish and they went crazy for it because um, it was like one of the first 3D proper games for the PS1 yeah, and uh, I remember playing it and it just had an awesome soundtrack uh, the soundtrack is one of the major things why I still love it now and the whole idea like that this main character is just fucking idiot it's just an idiot but he went into battle against the big evil Zarok the wizard and then he fucked up you know it's just the first five minutes of the battle he got shot in the eye and got killed that's it. But everybody remembers him as a good guy, and he was the one who saved everything, and, and you know, he was, he was the big hero. And it's just like, no, no, he wasn't. He was a twat. He didn't do anything. And I love that, because it's just, it's very British humour as well, you know. Um, yeah. And I think it's great for that. And uh, Yeah, and I, I recommend anyone to play it. The second one refines what's what was bad about the first. The second one's really good as well, but the first one's got a bit of a Little bit of a uh, you know thing in my on my heart there. I know he came back, Daniel Fortescue, the main character in um, oh what the fuck was it called? PlayStation All Stars Battle Royale Biscuit oh, oh, Chicken yeah. Sticks <laughs> longest title ever. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he was in that, and I saw it. Yeah, he was. He was in it, and I just was like, <gasps> does that mean we're gonna get a sequel? And it was just like, no. Oh, right, okay. uh, teasing you <laughs> yeah cock teasing bitches maybe one day it will be sorted and it will come back well I, I know I know and I'll just be like that's not medieval what's this and I'll just do that and then you'll say I wish they had just left it as it was just left it alone leave it alone <laughs> I, I don't know if it's just me but that guy looks a bit like Freddy Krueger Freddy Krueger maybe, nah, maybe not I don't know just to be <laughs> don't, don't ruin anything else tonight, Bobby. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Brilliant choices. Eight fantastic choices. Um, if you could save one of those games, what would it be? Just one of them. Yeah, we could save. That sort of started asking people. If you could save, if you could save just one of those games. What, what, what happened to the rest? That, that's not important. <laughs> <laughs> 
they, they, they went overboard. They went overboard. Oh, okay. How did I end up on this island exactly? Was I on a plane and then he just broke up into three pieces and then it was a nonsensical plot with a smoke monster? What, what happened? What happened in your particular case is you went on a stagnate and then, <laughs> then he just woke up here. <laughs> oh, right. That's <laughs> right. Okay. That, that'll do me. Yeah. Okay, well, just before, this is a hypothetical question. You're not going to lose your games. Don't worry. I'm just saying if. 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 If, if, if that if. happened. Okay, I'll I'll allow that. Um, if I, it's going to be burn cycle, and I can't tell you why. That's good enough for me. Don't need a reason. <laughs> and there it is again. Ooh, she's a babe. There she is. Yeah, yeah. She she ends ends up getting killed. So yeah, it's not nice what happens to her, unfortunately. Oh, sorry. Hot oh. bin gets killed. Dear me. Me. <laughs> Boom. Yeah, gone. Spoiler alert. <laughs> no one needs to play it now. <laughs> yeah, it, it, it takes some weird twists and turns. That game's great. So yeah. You do still have two things that you can bring with you, and the first one is a book which you've chosen as Infinity Welcomes Careful Drivers. Yeah. This uh, is a book. This is a book that I love as well. It's a Red Dwarf book, isn't it? Yes, it is. Yeah, yeah. By Grant Naylor. Yes, that's right. Yeah, I, I, I genuinely love that book because it just kind of fleshes out things in the, uh, in the, in the TV series. But it's not. It's really weird though because it kind of has really dark moments in that book. Yeah. Um, like the fact that, like when he has to try and deal with the fact that everybody's gone and he gets drunk and he. He just basically like just goes through all these like shops and stuff and just shouts at people that aren't there, yeah. and it really gets to like the nitty gritty of him losing his mind and, which wasn't really in the TV series. It was really comical about it, but the book kind of like dealt with it, um, like when the whole thing with Holly as well and Holly losing his mind and going senile. I think it's a great book. Um, it's a shame that we've never really seen the third one, the third book, because I mean they did. Um, Better Than Life, which was the second one, uh, which wasn't bad, but it just kind of stopped. You know, nothing seemed to happen after that, which is a bit of a shame. Yeah, um, I, I bought all four books um, at one time off of eBay about hmm. six years ago, and I read the first three in quick succession, and I've not even read the last one yet, The Last Human. Uh, last Human. Yeah, I mean, there was Infinity Welcomes Careful Drivers, and then there was Better Than Life. Was there a third book? Yes. The, what happened is the the two guys, Grant and Ellen, wrote the first two books together, and then they went their separate ways, and one guy brought a book out, and another guy brought a game out. Uh, yeah. A book out. Oh, what was the third one called again? I didn't think there was a third. I know I know they did Infinity Welcomes Careful Drivers, and then they did Better Than Life. I'm sure there's four. I know, I know Last Human was the other guy who... Did an entirely different story, didn't he? Um, it wasn't even really. It was really odd. I, I tried to get to grips with that, and I didn't like it very much. Uh, I'd, I might be wrong about four books, but I'm sure there was four books. You're gonna have to make me look now. Yeah. <laughs> I tell you yeah. what, it wouldn't be a retro one limb live stream if it weren't for the blasted red dwarf chat. <laughs> <laughs> yes, uh, we, we do have a lot of red dwarf fans here. I am. Um, I, I, I thought the new series of Dwarf was fucking atrocious. I thought, really? Oh, it was awful. I it, enjoyed it. Oh, I, I wanted to like it, but I couldn't. It was just something the like the whole, the whole Jesus thing. Oh God, that was a 
Oh, the first, the, the first episode was brilliant, I thought, and then it started yeah. to go down a bit. Oh, like, and the fact that, he, he, like, that whole vending machine bit. Oh. Uh, no. 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 Don't. Don't do that. Don't. Right. We've got some more comments, and first of all, I have to <laughs> apologise to Sweet Gamer, Raz. I don't even know if I'm still saying it right, but I was saying SW Gamer. Hmm. I know you're from Sweden. Uh, but it's just the way it's stylized with a W in the middle, and it got me all confused. It's sweet gamer. It's stylized like the NWO logo. Ah. <laughs> I think I think somebody's told me this before, but uh, I, I do apologise, mate, for that. You can, give a, you can give me a kick in the balls in Blackpool for that. Uh, <laughs> and your give mate, me one as well. <laughs> yeah. uh, yes. And your mate, Dave your, your, um, Dimp, has asked you a question. He's asking, no. Who, <laughs> who is your favourite space girl and why? My favourite what? Space girl. My favourite space what? Space girl. Like, baby, sporty. Oh, spy skill, right. Um, that was from Dean, was it? Tell him I'll fist him later, that's his answer. He's not getting an answer from me. But if I had to pick one, if I had to pick one... I'd to take on the desert island with To you. take on the desert. Oh, to take on the desert. Oh, that's different then. I'd take. Um, I'd take baby because she was quite hot, wasn't she? Is that your reason? Is mm. that your reason? Don't go it? down the pedo route, you pair of twats. I wasn't going to say a word. Um, I don't know why. She's quite hot. Game. I thought. Yes, yes. I don't know why nineties video game did and Harry and Harry Acker talking about Ian Brody. Brady. Was that to do with that picture earlier on, was it? Ian Brady out of the Lightning Seeds. Ian Brady, Ian Brody. Brady. Well, Nettie's video game did say Ian Brady and Harry said Ian Brody. Brody? I don't know what that is. I don't know. <laughs> Move on. Right, look, the guy, the guy who I put up, the picture of the guy earlier, was Ian Brody. Okay. It wasn't Ian Brady, it was Ian Brody, the lead singer of the Lightning Seeds. And he's coming to get you now. <laughs> I've got my anyway. Sweet Gamer Raz said, that fucker made me do a video response since I had to make it clear that his answers didn't represent the human race. <laughs> Who was this? That was Sweet Gamer Raz. <laughs> the human race. Cool CPC said, "Oh yes, but Dungeon Keeper Gold. Even though I had the original, it was just the good, that good." Yep. And that's yep. us up to date with the comments. So your last item is a luxury item, and it is ale, a fridge full of ale. Damn straight. Yeah, I'm going to need something to drink whilst I'm there. Yeah, uh, I'm a big ale drinker, so yeah, I do drink a lot. As you've been seeing, I've been drinking something. So yeah, well, I do drink a lot. What we'll do for you is I'll give you the fridge and I'll give you an endless supply of ale so you can keep restocking it. Sweet. Yeah. How well do you know your eels? Are you quite an eel expert? Ish. What, why? Well, I'm going to say it depends because um, this is the thing. When I'm in a pub, I'm like, oh yeah, I know what that is and then I'll talk about it. But if you talk to me when I'm slightly sober, I'll be like, eh. You know, I'm not quite there. <laughs> I'll, try um, I'll try something here, and I know we're out of time, but we'll do it quickly before we finish. Mm. I'm going to I'm going to give you a, a quiz on ales. Okay. Right. Which brewery created the beers called White Star 
Iceberg, Steerage, and Captain Smith's Strong Ale. And it is multiple choice. Go on. Adnan's Titanic. Titanic. It's Titanic. Yeah. That's your final answer. Yeah. I know it's Titanic, I think. Dun, dun, dun. It's gone orange. <laughs> <laughs> the Caledonian Brewery Company brews Dolce's IPA. My personal favourite. <laughs> Which brewing giant owns the brand name? Is it United Breweries Group, Guinness, Heineken or Coors? Dolce's. Dolce's. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, what was what was the choices again? That crowd just piped up because I said Dolce's. <laughs> United United Breweries Group, Guinness, Heineken, Coors. I think it's Heineken. Yeah, we'll go with Heineken. And we'll get we'll get your score at the end here. All oh, right. Okay. All oh, right. Oh. <laughs> there's 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 Terry. So five for in which town is Moorhouse's Brewery, creator of the famous Pendle Witch Ale? Is it Leeds, Bristol, Ipswich, or Burnley? Don't know with that one. I'll go with Ipswich. I don't know why I've done this, but we're starting now. Start finish. The next brewery was founded after a split at the Feaston's Brewery and brews such classics as Rig Quilter and Yorkshire School Black Ale. Sheep, before you even finish. Brilliant. <laughs> <laughs> I've been there recently. Yeah, I love that. Yeah. Wardworth Brewery operates from Dev Vichy's in Yorkshire. Which of the following is a best-known tipple? There's that word again, tipple. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Aviator, Bishop's Finger, Stonehenge, or 6X? What's the name of the brewery again? It is what uh, Wadworth or Wadworth? I think it's Bishop's Finger. I think I'm wrong with that. I think that's uh, some name, but we'll go with we'll go with Bishop's Finger. Which, we'll yes, we will. <laughs> we better roll. We better finish up, haven't we? Yeah. <laughs> which which northern microbrewery produces beers called Aviator, Kamikaze, and Rambro? Blow. Just don't know how to see that. Then Brewery, Hartley's, Mitchell's, or John Smith? Hartley's. Don't know with that. I thought that was jam. I haven't got a clue with that one. <laughs> right. Which beer was named Champion Beer of Britain in 2008? So we've got Alton's Pride, Double Diamond, Old Peculiar, Last Porter's Call. Old Peculiar, I think. Right. They only finished. <laughs> so how was that decided? Did they have a race? They um, they actually have a beer testing. Um, they have a, it's called Camera. They actually basically do it all through that, from what I understand. I think Camera campaign uh, for real ale or something like that. So yeah, they do it through that. As opposed to full sale. Yes. But yeah, they do it through that, and they basically like have a judge and stuff like that. Sorry, go on, go on, John. Carry on. Yeah, I do carry on, carry on. Here's one for you. Kelham Island Brewery. brewery. Yes! Go on. Uh, maker of the Pale Rider is in which English city? Uh, Doncaster, no, Sheffield. <laughs> yeah. I actually go to that pub all the time that actually has it. It's called the Fat Cat. It's awesome. Go there. It's awesome. I knew you. I, I thought you may get that one. Do you know who else goes there? Go on. Ian Brody. 
<laughs> Fuck off. <laughs> I will destroy you, Harry. You are mine. Sorry, continue, please, John. Thank you. Which Kent Brewery uses quirky World War Two advertising for its Spitfire Stronio? Oh, go on. I know, I know this. I know this. I know that one. Go on. What's it? Go on. Harry, go on. What can I answer? Yeah. No, go on, Harry. Go on. Is it Bombardier? That is what I was for with the thought, but it's not on the list. Oh. No, Bombardier is what they make, because there's Bombardier, Spitfire, and other ones, but I think... Do you want the choices? Yes, please, because I'll know it as soon as I see it. Marston's, Shepherd, Name, Whitbread, or End Coop? Shit, it's not what I thought it was. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's Shepherd, Name. What are the other ones? Marston's, Whitbread, and End Coop. I think it's Shepherd's name. I could be completely up with that. I drink it. I do drink that quite a lot, Bombardier. It's lovely. Cool. Oh, no, it's Marston's. It's Marston's. It's Marston's. It's okay. It's it's not too late, don't worry. It's Marston's. It's Marston's. Last one. (laughs) Which large Suffolk brewer now owns Moorland, Ruddles, and Belhaven breweries, amongst others? And the choices are Green King... Interbrew, Scottish and Newcastle, Manchester International. I think it's Green King. Let's go for that. Manchester International is an airport. Also, John, where the heck did you get these questions from? I've enjoyed those. They were fun. From funtrivia.com. <laughs> I, oh. I probably haven't got any right. I can tell you that now. You have scored... Da, 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 wait for this. You have scored... The suspense is killing me. (laughs) Five out of ten. That's not too bad. Average. The average score for the quiz is five out of ten. Oh, I didn't do too bad. Average. I didn't do too bad. I got none. (laughs) Did you get that one that you're supposed to get right? I answered Ian Brody to all the answers. Fuck you. Anyway, that was... Dave Infected Flinch, what a fantastic guest. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Thank you for coming on. Before we wrap up, just thank you to all the people that have commented. Uh, we very much appreciate it. It's been brilliant. And thank you for Mr Yak for the technical know-how in the background. And well, fa- thank you. Thanks yeah. to Mr Retro and Lim for giving me the opportunity to do this as well. Hi John, it's been fun, I've enjoyed it, it's been good. And everybody, stick around, go make a cup of tea, have a lager, a piss, whatever you want to do, and come back at 11 o'clock, refreshed for David Yakum. Yes? Harold, you still there? You still there? (laughs) I think so. I'll have to just check my pulse. (laughs) Yes, I think I'm still here. Anything, any teasers you can give us for what's coming up? Yes, we're going to have a special guest on the show a little bit later on, so tune in from 11pm British summertime. With me, Harold Rutherford Yag, and Dave Longboy's Post. Anyway, I believe we have the Golden Skull to give Hello. us a closing message. Hello. Hello, everyone. So how was your holiday in Turkmenistan? Turkestan, get it right, you fool. I what is the one known as Ian Brody doing here? I've seen him many times. It intrigues me. Harry? Yes? <laughs> what are you doing right now? 
towering and fiercer. No, you must be eating curry. I know that distinct smell. Tell me, what is your favorite curry, sir? Yaks don't eat curry, sir. I know they eat vegetable curry. Why am I talking like this? I'm Turkish. <laughs> anyway, John. Yes. Hello. Hello. How are you? Sir. I'm going to ask you questions. Oh, go on. Yes. <laughs> have you ever shit yourself? I have now. Hey. <laughs> I did it once. It smelled like a nuclear fallout shelter. And curry. <laughs> and curry. Oh. And curries. Curries. Curries, the electrical store. Yes. <laughs> ah. Brian Lara. Brian Lara. You remember that guy? Cricket player, yes. Yes. He hit a lot of balls, didn't he? He did a lot of balls. He hit lots of balls. There's a lot of nuts, sir! Anyway, I think you want to rule... Well, well rule this up, brother. So, uh, anyone got a kebab? <laughs> I'm a lot of kebabs, I'm sorry. Get me a kebab! Get him the kebab! Dressings. Get him one quick before he kills us all! Mm. I will phone a takeaway right now. Mm. Anyway, it has been a lot of fun. I'm going to go back to Turkmenistan, which doesn't exist. Sorry! Oh, <laughs> Have you been drinking again? No! I've been drinking my own piss. <laughs> <laughs> it tastes like vodka. It's delicious. Must be all that curry you're eating. Oh, I drew my, curry, my curry. I created with the finest, finest piss. <sighs> I remember my mother. Do you remember my mother, John? <laughs> Do you? <laughs> do you remember my mother? Do you, John? John? What? John? 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 I can't speak. John? <laughs> John? Yes. Do I you remember, remember my mother? <laughs> John? Tell me, where's my mother? I need to know. Oh, she, she, she's doing very well. Oh, is she? Oh, good. She's also doing very well. Good, good. I, I I misplaced her with Brian Lara. She he, he hit a lot of balls that night. Uh. How do you wrap it up for us? Anyway, thank you. Good night. So thank you and good night and tune in at 11 p.m. Or else, also, catch the repeat of this show somewhere. Good night. Goodbye. Ta-ta.